People are dying. President's but how are you? That's right. We're not here to get political. This is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. It has nothing to do with that stuff. We're here to talk some wrestling. We're here to talk about the greatest wrestling match ever, maybe. Well, it depends what maybe. our opinions are. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot. There's piss jars. People are getting splashed. There's title matches galore. We got everything on this episode of the Shoot Brothers Podcast. Because I am your host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, joined as always by Cameron Thunder Osborne. I'm here on the other end because we uh, we have we are a mere days removed from what can only be known as the greatest wrestling match ever. It will always be written that way. I mean, that's mm. it was on the poster. I don't <laughs> yeah, think any the, other posters ever said that. Uh, so this we've will had always, the greatest Royal Rumble. We have had. we have had the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> although I think but, they meant that in the large sense, yes, like it's they great they and grand, it. not yeah. it was the best. Uh, um, but of course, you're putting Randy Orton and Edge in a ring. Uh, you are going to produce uh, the greatest um, the greatest wrestling match ever because backlash happened. Backlash happened. It didn't happen last year, though, right? I think. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's been one of those ones that's kind of been shuffled around over the years. And honestly, it's not like it's a good name that no, well, you, it, you would it, think about keeping. <laughs> like, yeah, we need to have another Backlash because it's a great name. It, yeah, because it doesn't make sense now because you had money in the bank before it. Whereas before, Backlash was always the one right after WrestleMania. So it was like the Backlash, the Fallout. There, but now it's just a random name. <laughs> there was a one or two year span where it was it was the pay-per-views leading up to Mania were per, uh, was like a roadblock. Roadblock was the one right before. <laughs> and then they put yeah. Payback somewhere else or something. And you're like, God, yeah, yeah you're going down the road. You're going down the road got, to WrestleMania, and then you hit like, a fast lane. You hit a roadblock. Yeah, and then you're on the fast lane of WrestleMania. Then you hit a roadblock. Yeah. It's uh, but, it's uh, almost perfect. But then the lab, the past couple of years, they brought back Elimination Chamber, which is much better. Of course, yeah. Have a roadblock no, on, the, on the way. The roadblock, <laughs> the uh, the fast lane. See, I'll only remember fast lane as the uh, the time that KO jobbed out to Goldberg. That's what fast lane is to me. Just yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing like really positive, big, memorable moments. No, there was. Uh, I remember Daniel Bryan lost to Roman Reigns. There was all these disappointing. I think there was a good, <laughs> there was a good fatal five way AJ plus the SmackDown oh, yeah. crew. But I'll well, always, once you say AJ, you can just well, stop there. Be, and I know it's stop it there. as soon as you put AJ style <laughs> in your mouth. Um, nothing's gonna be bad. Uh, no, I'll always think Fastlane is Kevin Owens losing in like 28 seconds or something. Yeah. Something too silly. But before we do get to Backlash, of course, that was the pay-per-view that happened. We do have a couple things that happened. The, uh, not one day before, but two days before, because if you remember, kids, yes. uh, pay-per-views happen on Sunday. One day before Sunday is a Saturday. Uh, there's nothing going on on a Saturday. There's no wrestling programming. Uh, but if you go the day before, two days before Sunday, that's right, it's Friday, and only one thing happens on Friday. That is SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then, uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown. And live. yeah, still saying live. <laughs> I was still saying say, live. Let's just. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, it, even yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm it's not. Fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop. I'm it's not gonna fine. stop. 
even, even though I think it was taped, but that's fine. Even though it's not even live anymore, and uh, but it's still SmackDown Live. So, that's all. Yeah, I guess. I it's guess technically, <laughs> whatever. It is still the house that AJ Styles <laughs> built. Uh, of course, we have some matches that are going to be on the card. We have um, uh, we got some women's action coming up, and we do have the culmination of this intercontinental uh, championship tournament. Yes, but before all that, we have to have a contract signing. Uh, for what? It's not for a title. It's just for a regular it's match. For a good old match. I mean, presumably yeah. you have to sign a contract. Either way. I guess so, yeah. It's like you're liable. You know, if I die in the ring, I'm not going to hold WWE responsible, things like that. I wonder that if contract. those. I wonder if. Well, I wonder what those prop contracts actually say. Yeah, if you get a hold. And, like, know, yeah, like, has Vince ever screwed somebody? Well, it's like, well, you signed the prop contract. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you signed the prop. It actually says here. <laughs> it actually says this is the real I contract. Ever, yeah, imagine. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, we got that signing. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Seamus come out, but Seamus has this. He's got a doctor with him. He's got this little black screening area because we're going to have a good old live urine test, Cla apparently. Classic live urine test. Uh, something yeah. we've seen on television. We see this on television all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Seamus like, oh, I'm not wrestling a junkie. The same shit he's been saying all week. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jeff's like, fuck it. I'll do it. He gets behind the little magician's prop curtain thing they got. Uh, him and the doctor. And he takes a big old piss. Uh uh, he must be dehydrated. I don't know how he got that much liquid out. And, and it was yellow. it was uh, it was it was reminiscent <laughs> of uh, you know that scene in Goldmember in Austin Powers Goldmember when he's behind the fountain. He unplugs the fountain by oh, accident, so he has to yeah. keep, keep peeing as though he's the the person in the fountain, and then he he's yeah. just drinking water, and then his pee flow is <laughs> going even further and further. It was almost like that. Jeff Hardy just it was just flowing <laughs> through him. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, as soon as that piss comes in play, I think we all know where this is going. Um, See, I didn't. Well, I know Vince me? McMahon is too well. Is this on me? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Vince way better than I know Vince. Uh, yeah. I didn't see this one coming. So they get out. Yeah, Seamus is berating him. The doctor dips his little test strip in the piss to conduct the test, and then Jeff grabs the cup and he's like, "Hey, Seamus, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on." And he tosses the jar at Seamus, but which so. isn't technically being pissed on. Like uh, having, yeah, there, there is a difference between having <laughs> urine thrown at your face and then it's being a, yeah. peed on. Like, do two very different things. Um, very different, but still uh, the outcome is pretty much the and, same. Yeah, and I was most surprised, like you said, there was so much in that glass there. Every time, yeah. if ever I go to get blood work done, um, it's like. You know, you need like the twelve. You need twelve hours of fasting, oftentimes, yeah. right? And, yeah. I'll, I'll, and no I like, liquid after midnight and shit like and that. And I like to go right in the morning so I can come home and actually eat a breakfast. And I think this past like two or three times I've gone to get blood work done, they've surprised me with the urine test. And it's like, like oh, you, I don't, I, 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 it's, you know, just part of the things you check, I guess. You know, my doctor just kind of checked yeah. it off. Um, when they do it there, they only give you like a shot glass size thing. Uh, well, that's the thing. But I mean, sometimes <laughs> you know, you go first thing in the morning. You haven't had any food or water. Uh, I'm I'm often sipping from the sink in the bathroom, trying <laughs> to get something to like go through my body enough. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy had no problem with that. He's been taking urine tests his whole life, and uh, now it's on Sheamus. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for this matchup. Yeah. So he's covered in piss. Some got in his mouth. Uh, he just stumbles around gagging, and the crowd chants, "You got pissed on." <laughs> you got pissed on. Yeah. Uh, nice class. This whole angle's been class. From a drunk driving to a piss <laughs> throw to a. <laughs> 
Yeah, What's you next? know what? Uh, yeah, the angle's been weird. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I would say that this might have been my favorite segment of this angle yet. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I don't know. I didn't hate it. It was. I didn't really, hate yeah. it. I feel like everything else was, you know, in the whole, like, you know, I mean, the Elias thing, everything in the parking lot, which is already, as we know, is the most dangerous place in America. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I am excited for this match. And anytime there is one of those, you know, the contract signing or the, the final stare off before the pay per view, I'm really just asking myself, does this make, did it make me more excited? Yeah, in this case, it I did. I think it add did. I, it, it made me more excited <laughs> for what we'll see in a couple days. Yeah. Um, and then backstage, as he's washing up, the doctor just comes up to confirm that the results are negative. He's clean. Clean pee, Unlike, baby. Yeah. So at least Seamus got that going for him. The pee was clean. <laughs> at least, at least, yeah. At least there was no booze in it. <laughs> in the piss. Um. Uh, then, uh, yeah. What else happened? Uh, we get the return of Tucker. Finally, was Otis mm-hmm. is backstage and Tucky's back. He prevents ham or he presents hamburgers to Otis, and then Mandy comes up and kisses him. Uh, and she's like, "Don't forget this." Gives him a little money in the bank case. And we're actually getting that in the uh, in the main event. You know what? The um, the past few weeks of SmackDown for me has been so I, I've been so much more invested in this IC title tournament. I've I'm forgetting that Braun Strowman's champion and that Otis is Mr. Money in the Bank. And yeah, uh, no, uh, we had a, uh, we had a couple weeks of Otis was getting more TV time than Braun was, and when Braun's been on TV, it's been Mismo fucking with them <laughs> yeah it's pretty been, much it's been uh, a little weird a little weird over there in the main event scene of smackdown but one thing i do like is the intercontinental title it feels mm. really elevated right now like it could be the top title on smackdown well certainly much, so. you know let's just get to that match because uh i think i can very like not controversially say this is two of the best professional wrestlers on the planet in a free match on television yeah this was, uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. The finals, Intercontinental title. They showed a nice little retrospective before the match. Um, yeah, two of the best ever, like you said. Yeah. Just back and forth, technical wrestling. They're doing all these innovative submissions, working over the limbs. Uh, Styles hits his style in DDT, which he doesn't do too often these, that these looks, days. That looks so cool. He has such yeah. an arsenal of shit that he just doesn't yeah. do anymore. Yeah, there's moves. He's like, oh, I'll pull that you out every three years. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot you had, you know, I mean, we're so used to his, uh, you know, just his clash and his big old elbows. Yeah. Um, so we get some more. A bunch of great moves. Brian's got the crowd. The full sail crowd's fully behind him. Uh, he goes for that big running knee, but AJ catches him midair, hits a Styles Clash. Great reversal. But he doesn't pin him right away. He instead, he crawls to the ropes, and he hits the phenomenal forearm just to put the final mark on it. Okay, he win his first ever Intercontinental title. Great match. Incredible. In a great match. You know, a lot of a lot of payback for AJ Styles. I think the last time these two guys were in a ring together, uh, AJ Styles got nutted. Yeah, he kicked in the balls, he, lost his he, title. He got, uh, he got kicked in the nuts. Lost his title, so it was, uh, and you know, and that was like two years ago, and these guys put on as great of a match. Like it seems like time has not affected these two, these two guys at all. No, no. I could watch them go again, anytime. again, 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 <laughs> just on repeat. I could watch AJ Styles on repeat for sure. Yeah. Um, then they show a little hype video for Matt Riddle, so he's officially going to debut on SmackDown this week, I guess, this Friday. 
Very exciting. Very exciting. The old bro. It's going to be fun to see uh, yeah. how he'll, how the full All these matchups. Crowd. Riddle, Riddle Brian, Riddle AJ, Riddle Cesaro, all these things. Riddle Cesaro, it would be nuts. Just two <laughs> strong dudes. And I, it'll probably happen. Cesaro's been jobbing to everybody on Everyone. the roster for the last yeah, three he's years. Like, like, he's, the, he's the first level boss you face when you get to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the first boss that you face on the main <laughs> roster uh, working your way up. It's going to be so great. Matt Riddle Shinsuke. Yeah, Shinsuke. Anything. So oh, many. So many. Yeah. So many uh, possibilities. Real. Uh, real excited for that. Yes. Uh, but let's jump into the main event. I suppose Braun Strowman's teaming up with Heavy Machinery, who's finally back together, to take on Ziggler, Morrison, and Miz. Uh, yeah. You know, nothing special during the match. Baron Corbin pops up or he approaches Mandy backstage, so Otis has to run off, abandoning his team uh, to bite to beat up Corbin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they come back eventually. Otis gets the hot tag, gets the caterpillar, gets the win, and then Strowman just tosses bodies around. So the babyface celebrate. No cash in tease. No, and there hasn't even been a tease of it. No. Uh, usually, we usually we for will like two get seconds that. there was. Yeah, usually we will get that. You know, maybe yeah. they were lingering somewhere close yeah. by or something or like the that. Or false cash in where they run in. They're about to hand it over. And the ref's like, are you sure? Are you sure? But then they get knocked out. Because it come. seems like, <laughs> I mean, and at least, uh, fuck. The last time we had a baby face Money in the Bank winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's been a while. It's a weird character for that baby face to play, too. Because, you know, you think of, yeah, Brock. Uh, just kind of lingering around. Baron Corbin did the same thing. His cash-in was a match, which was kind of weird. Uh, certainly, I think it was Corbin the year before that. Yeah. Um, those guys can definitely play that sort of, uh, I can be a piece of shit, but I'm not going to cash it in. The the smart Vince McMahon babyface is like too, like it's too dumb to do that. But is Otis that smart? That's yeah. That's what I wonder. Yeah, it's like I would. Li- it's like it's yeah. Like, like maybe Mandy he's Rose brought it to, to be able to He's be almost successful. forgotten he has the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I would have swapped this with the Brian AJ match for the main event, but no big. Deal. Which was a weird choice too. Yeah, you think you would want yeah. your view, you, or your thought would be the viewers could wait until the end. Uh, yeah. Maybe they wanted to make sure they had the time on it, right? You can cut that, That's true, cut the yeah. main event short a little bit, but you yeah. d- you want to give AJ and Daniel Bryan all the time in the world. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but that is your SmackDown, all the important bits at least. That was all the important things that were happening on SmackDown because, uh, um, yeah, there's not really a because. It just was all the important <laughs> it just things. Was. It just was the all the important things that happened on SmackDown. So let's move on. Let's move 48 hours into the future from where we are because we have a pay-per-view to talk about. Review. Backlash was probably supposed to be live from some normal town in the United States, uh, in the United States but now it's not. Yeah. Um, is that a full sale or is that the PC? I can't tell anymore. Uh, yeah, I can't. Tell. And also, what <laughs> is Full Sail University? Is Full Sail University a like a functioning post secondary institution? Yeah, WWE I guess just owns like their gym, the gym, whatever it's, area I, thing. But like, yeah, so uh, so I guess if you attend Full Sail University, you would not be allowed. Let's say even you know, even when NXT was just gonna was just there, you would you wouldn't be allowed to like go to the facilities. Uh, 
No, but uh, I heard that the students get like first dibs on tickets. Oh, that'd be dope. That would be a reason to go to Full Sail University. <laughs> yeah, you know, if f- I was looking at schools in Florida, I would be leaning towards Full Sail. One thousand percent. I mean, uh, you know, University of Florida. I don't want to be a Gator. I no. don't want to be. I don't want to be a Hurricane in the University of Miami. No, I want to <laughs> get free NXT tickets every single week. That'd be That's dope. Right. That'd be sick. Uh, but yeah, we might as well get this uh, pay per view coming on because it is going to feature the uh, the best. Sorry, the greatest <laughs> wrestling. No, we don't know if it's the best, but it's the greatest yeah. wrestling match ever between Edge Norton. So we know that's going to headline the show. Uh, there was probably a pre-show. There was a pre-show. Uh, the best part that I told you about was the new hit music video, the Hey, Hey, Hey. It's a hit song. It's a hit song. It is song. a hit song. Did you watch the video? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I watched it after oh. you told me often. I, I won't watch uh, the pre-show, but I, I was oh, yeah. able to find it on YouTube. You know, you know, it was good. I love the shots, the 80s style, like their faces colliding, the cuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was great. Have you, uh, uh, speak, while we're on the subject, though, have you seen the uh, or heard the R-Truth song? Uh, what's up? Uh, is that is that it? Is that like the, no no no, I don't know. no 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 no? It's no. a new like a new song that he put up with like have him rapping. Like, with like did a, he release it solo or is it through WWE? No, it's a solo solo project. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing I don't nothing. think I've heard it, but I have heard like some of his previous. Uh, check like, it I out. Know he's he's, a, he's like an actual. He's into it. He yeah he's he, into he's it. A, you know he's a he's a rapper. You should check it out. It's definitely on his Instagram somewhere. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, no, I remember, uh, yeah, like back in TNA days and stuff, he like produced his own theme song and all that shit. That's cool. He's a good guy. Uh, But yes, there was also one match on the pre-show. Apollo Crews, Andrade, U.S. title. Uh, Garza's out there causing shit, so Kevin Owens is on commentary to stop him. Uh, But yeah, anyways, Apollo reverses the Hammerlock DDT with the powerbomb, gets the win. He retains. Streak continues. Fantastic. Fantastic for, uh, yeah, these guys are going to have a good match, technical, high-flying, all those sorts of things. Yeah, but let's go on to the main show here, kicking off with the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Sasha and Bailey defending against Bliss Cross and the Iconics. Um, and for this match, they had three, all three teams, or all three women in the ring at the same time instead of you know, sometimes they do where you can tag where anyone. It's like, yeah, there's still two people. So is this one? So what's what's this? Is this tornado tag? No, that's not officially. Allowed. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just weird. There's all these rules within. But uh, anyways, the match, I had high hopes going in, but it wasn't quite as much. Uh, I'll admit, I think Billy Kay was a little sloppy in this match. Mm. A little bit. Yeah. She was, you know, the weeks leading up, she looked good. But uh, here she just, I think maybe just that third body in the ring at once. She was lost. She didn't know what to do at times. I don't know. But mm-hmm. everyone else stepped up. Sasha looks amazing. Alexa Bliss looks great. Peyton, Peyton looked good as well. Her big spot was this. Yeah, she's <laughs> she, she's starting to 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 set herself apart from Billy Kay in the in ring ability. Yeah, uh, I think I noticed in this match more than yeah more than in previous weeks. You're right. Like Peyton Royce is the much much better wrestler. Yeah, and her big moment was that a little scary looking suicide crossbody where she takes out the whole group through the ropes. Mm-hmm. But everyone was okay. Uh, Eventually, Nikki and Alexa, they hit this cool-looking shatter machine into Bliss's DDT move. And then Bliss follows up with a twisted Bliss. But then Sasha just jumps in and does a little pinning maneuver on Alexa and holds her down for the three count. So, once again, Sasha saves the day. She's doing the heavy lifting here for her. But uh, I love the boss. 
Oh, of course you do. You always have. Um, <laughs> yeah, but didn't uh, this is another Alexa Bliss taking a pin? You think out of all six of those women, or I guess f- only four of those women in the ring could have lost? Yeah. I, I but, would think uh, I would think Nikki Cross and Billy Kay are going to take that pin. This is now like two weeks in a row. Of, <laughs> well, that that was my silver lining. The Iconics didn't win, but they didn't get they pinned. They didn't so get still... pinned, and I think yeah, Alexa Bliss and Peyton Royce definitely. They, the two of them looked fantastic in this match. In this match, yeah, they did the yeah. standouts. I'd say. Yeah, no, and uh, even though Alexa did get pinned, you know, she it was like the sneaky steal the win way, so she still doesn't look. And every time the women's tag division is given an opportunity to do a multi-person match or to be showcased, you know, they open the show this, uh, they open the show on this pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. It's always, we always say the same thing of we see, or, you know, we see the potential and we want the belt to just be, keep being pushed. Well, yeah, they've been doing good the past three or four weeks. They have and, been. Uh, it continues, it continues, because before this even happened, they announced that the winner's going to defend the belts on NXT, which we've been asking for for a while. We have been, yeah, maybe a little rain, <coughs> a rain down there for a couple for a couple weeks straight. So uh, hopefully we get some of that on uh, Wednesday. Yes, but let's get into the next match here. Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, the piss match, the grudge match. <laughs> uh yeah, so just typical Sheamus. He's just bullying Jeff, clubbing him around like an ogre, ripping his shirt apart. Uh, one point, Jeff's leg slammed really hard to the turnbuckle. There. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, but Jeff, you know, he's got that heart. He fights back. He's hitting his signature moves. Uh, hits the Swan Tom bomb, but Sheamus gets his foot on the rope, breaks the count. So uh, then outside the ring, Jeff tries to run along the barricade, and then he just jumps into a brogue kick from Sheamus, and then he rolls him back in the ring, hits another brogue kick, and gets the win. I, I, did, I did like that move at the end when he was kind of like grabbing onto the boards. I did think that uh, that was cool. No one's done that since the board; those boards have been put up. Nobody yeah. has done yeah, no, that. No, no, so Jeff, it, was, uh, uh, it was a new thing. Also, um, I think this was the match. This is where I have noted where I first noticed Monsoor in the crowd oh, and yeah. then i kept seeing I, I don't really recognize any of the <laughs> other performance center people short of i'm sure if i were to see a photo of uh isn't it it's like hard to the rocks, yeah. the rocks niece or something like that yeah or some of the guys like i only know them when their names underneath like bronson or like uh bronson reed kona reeves and <laughs> yeah exactly like that, like that. And, but yeah. for but monsoor i just you know he's he's their only uh you know saudi arabian yeah uh performer so i you know he stands out i see him and i just kept seeing him the whole time and, <laughs> Uh, it was really funny too. I, I don't know if you uh, caught, and uh, during the main event, at least, either the crowd had Ed shirts on or the crowd had Randy Orton shirts on. It was like everything. Yeah, they were definitely supplying the shirts. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, yep, everyone in the building's cheering for Randy Orton or Edge. And, I, and then I was starting to wonder. I know a lot of this seems very natural. What the what they're cheering, but do you think like? They're told like, "Hey, we need half of, we need like more, like sixty percent of you cheering for this person, and only forty percent cheering for the person." Like everyone, like, put up your hand if you're gonna cheer for Nia Jax. <laughs> and then everyone's um, like, "Okay, they're like one, two, three, four, five. Okay, great. Uh, put up your hand if you're gonna cheer for Oscar. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> Maybe they just go by their alignment. Like, if you heel, you cheer for the heels. Yeah, face. but yeah. Well, I mean, who knows, right? You're down there know. at the PC. Are you even <laughs> at a point where you're? <laughs> you have. But a, I do. Yeah, I do think they have some freedom because, you know, during NXT and stuff, especially, it seemed like there was chants and stuff that were not like they were interrupting the guy speaking on the microphone and stuff. And there were a couple holy shits. Yeah, uh, a couple holy shits. A couple holy shits. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there was any in this next match though, because Oscar <laughs> <laughs> defending her women's Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. Um, 
Yeah, not that great of a match, but at least no one got hurt. Yeah, that's pretty I much hope. every Nia Jax match is. <laughs> is like, oh, did someone get hurt? No. At this point, it's wow, sad, that was a great. That must be a no. I mean, I think maybe we have to change our uh, our phrasing of it. It was a great Nia Jax match because, <laughs> because. nobody was seriously injured, <sighs> and she performed that Samoan drop with almost no difficulty. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. Geez, so so tough to say. I mean, Oscar doesn't work well with. Oscar would work better with. A, a more limber, agile type of performer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think we've seen this before, right? Or even a better big woman, like Raquel Gonzalez or something. Yeah, yeah, she'd be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, anyways, the match itself doesn't do much. They fight outside the ring, and they're just so consumed with their brawl that the ref counts them both out. So, unfortunately, that means they're going to have another match. Yeah, that's what that means. I know, whenever you see a double <laughs> count, you're like, fuck, another month. Yeah. <laughs> another yeah. month. Uh, but then we get Braun Strowman defending his Universal Championship against uh, The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, and whoever pins Braun Strowman becomes sole champion. There is no co-champions allowed, which surprised Mizmo a little bit, I guess. Which is very important. It's a question. It's important it's, to know. It is a question. It is that, a singles title, you know. Exactly. It's a question that does need to be asked. Yeah. Um, and then Mizmo come out. They replay some of their hit music video, but then Strowman interrupts it with his new little entrance. The Strowman Express, he's now called, I guess. I don't know. Choo choo train. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> he comes chugging out. Yeah, that's what he should do. His new taunt should just go choo choo. <laughs> yeah, just got just kind of like how Drew started counting down the Claymore kid. Yeah. We need something so that when the crowds come back, we're already on board for it. I'll just start going like we're, building up like everyone's going chugga chugga chug. When he does his little runaround thing on the outside of the ring. Yeah, that's when you gotta do the train thing. Yeah, chugga 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 chugga. Uh, anyways, though, the team, Mizmo, they try to whittle down Braun. They're doing a great job. Uh, at one point, they hit this great tag team move where Morrison tags in. Miz has them in the skull-crushing finale, and Morrison does a double foot stomp to the back of Strowman. Looks like he's done. Morrison goes for the cover, but Miz selfishly pulls him off. And then he's in shock. He realizes he fucked up. He's like, okay, cover him. But, yeah, only a two this time, so that was their undoing. Braun fights back, hits the big choke slam, power slam, gets the win, retains the title. But uh, Mizmo, I'm liking them. They're getting more over with me. I like their little shenanigans. Not the comedy, the stuff in match. I like. Oh, okay, yeah, they're in. They're in match yeah. shenanigans. Like that. Uh, like when they hit that double team move, I thought maybe, maybe they might win. And you know what's going on with Mizmo, <laughs> which we haven't seen with the Miz, it, like in a long time, is like the, the Miz has a friend. Yeah, because his wife's been knocked up and not around. Well, I, I mean, I and think... And I guess also an actual friend, yeah. Not his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I meant a friend, like a friend in the locker room. You know that? I mean, I mean yeah. he spent years of Someone being... Someone that can have his back. He spent years of being the piece of shit or hoveling around that IC title, doing a great job of doing a phenomenal job of it. Yeah. Uh, he, he angers pretty much anyone who goes on Ms. TV. I don't know why people volunteer to go on Ms. TV anymore. <laughs> They're just going to get angry at him. And well, they want to try to get their hands. They want to try him. to get their hands on him, and we get these hands yeah. on him. And I'm just so Ooh. glad that the Miz has a has a buddy. <laughs> yes. You know, friendship is good. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good. It is good. And they're <laughs> yeah, they're more than friends. They're band members. They're of course they're recording partners. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go on to the next. Uh, we got the WWE title match here. Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley. And uh, MVP's out there. Lana's been told to stay back, of course. But uh, you know what? I'll say this is actually a damn fine match. One of the best I've seen from Lashley in years, I think. Mm -hmm. 
I would you agree. Know, I, I would agree. I was hoping this match would be very good, and my my things were met. My, yeah. my standards were met. Yeah, MVP. Just that little difference is so much better for Lashley having him here. It's so interesting. Um, and I was thinking the same thing. Well, yeah, what is MVP doing that Leo Rush was not? Or what you know what what worked for some and not for the other right it's uh it's 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 weird it's weird how little changes can turn make someone over yeah uh but before the match can even officially start lashley jumps drew and before he can even get his coat off he's got the full nelson on and he locks it in deep and samoa joe is great on commentary here oh just selling that God. thing like, he's he got is, it in deep it's deep he, is he was going so nuts. good <laughs> so yeah it had me believe it i'm like holy fuck if samoa joe if samoa samoa joe is <laughs> samoa like Joseph. samoa joe is like uh he he's added a uh a level of so many other commentary combinations i want to see now like i think moro and moro Ronello and joe might be like that kind of <laughs> goat team yeah, that could be deadly. Imagine if Nigel was there right beside him. Like, those three yeah. dudes doing commentary <laughs> would be nuts. <laughs> I would pop so hard. That'd be awesome. It could happen. Uh, it could. They all here. They're all, well, we don't know where Nigel is. Yeah, we don't know where Nigel some. is, but. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, they get back to the match. So, Drew's all weakened. Lashley's dominating him. Uh, we get a little scary moment on the outside of the ring when Lashley picks up Drew, but then he kind of slips and nearly drops the man right on his head. Mm hmm. But uh, Drew kind of rolled through at the last second. Uh, but then, yeah, he picks him up, nails him on the ring post. Uh, Bobby's hitting Drew with everything he's got, but he keeps kicking out. Uh, and one of the coolest parts of the match at one point, Drew McIntyre picks up Lashley, teases the tombstone. Uh, I popped for that. Is that a Drew versus Taker tease? No, no. You think it was just a cool moment? Just I think it was a cool moment because Drew, <laughs> they're on different paths right now. Well, Taker's on his last ride. Yeah, they're not giving him the no, WWE. <laughs> it was just a fun little, it was a fun, cool tease. Uh, it was cool because presumably that's like no one can do that. Well, eventually someone's going to, got someone's got to bring it. I mean, yeah, like 20, 20 30 years because it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, Kevin Owens is doing a stunner. I mean, yeah. uh, I, everyone's been given people, you're, people doing sweet chin music for years. Oh, yeah, and the can, super kicks. We'll just kind of continue to do so. <laughs> uh, who knows? Choke slams uh, are all over yeah. the place. Spears, which Spears. Lashley hits. Yeah, he hit uh, a couple. Hits a couple. Drew's kicking out though, uh, yeah. and this is when Lana, Lana finally comes down to the ring, gets on the apron, uh, but then Drew headbutts Bobby, so he falls into Lana. She falls off into MVP, and then Drew follows up with the Claymore to get the win, retain his title. But yes, great match, I thought. Yeah, this was this was fantastic. Often with uh, these two big dudes. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get. I think uh, we love the little guy. We love the little guy competition, <laughs> and the big guys can do it just as well. And sometimes we forget. And it's fun to see Bobby Lashley do a good match. Yeah, it's just and the evolution of Drew McIntyre, where he is now compared to a year ago. Oh my God! Yeah, pretty much Rumble and onward has just been Drew McIntyre, the the Drew yeah. McIntyre ride, and we're and we're just on it. Yeah, like when I was watching the last ride recently, the Undertaker thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they got to the part at Extreme Rules where a Taker teamed up with uh, what was it Roman Reigns last year? Yes, I, I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember it was against fucking Drew McIntyre as a and, heel and teamed up. Baron or, or Shane McMahon? It was no. Shane McMahon oh. and Drew McIntyre. See, I don't even remember that. And that was less than a year ago. But right. that shows he, how far he was like his lackey there for a bit. Yeah, right? see, <laughs> but look how far Drew's come. Now he's yeah, well, babyface arguably. 
And honestly, Especially like Enra. you want it, you know, honestly, if you ask, you know, the the moment it all happened was that incredibly booked uh, Rumble. Rumble. Like yeah, that was an amazing moment. Drew McIntyre would not be here right now if he didn't eliminate Brock like six yeah. after sixteen dudes or so after like up and down sixteen. Yeah. Uh, just such a and he carried his he carried his part of the bargain. He truly you know, did, and that's why the crowd accepted. If it was Roman Reigns that had knocked Brock, they would be like, "Ah, oh, again, <laughs> again, come on, guys." Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's he gonna do? Superman punch him over the ropes? At least like a Claymore <laughs> feels a lot yeah, like so more the devastating. Pop, that pop. Oh, that was, was huge. Amazing. That was huge, and truly, it was like the last big wrestling moment we had. Yeah, because we didn't. Yeah, we had the chamber live, but that's not as big as the Rumble and then Mania, obviously. So yeah, that was like the last that was star making moment. It re- it really was. It really was. And Drew McIntyre is just gonna keep. Uh, I hope he just keeps rolling. You know, on to the next one. Hopefully, we can have a new, another competitor for the next pay per view. Yes. Uh, and then up next, we were supposed to get Street Profits and Viking Raiders finally settle it in the ring, uh, but it didn't happen because it starts out in hell. The PC parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the new running gag is Braun Strowman's car is getting wrecked. So they, yeah, everyone gets beaten up into that. We get golf clubs, bowling balls, all these props. All, all uh, the props that we, all the sports that we used Yeah, that we prior. used the past. <laughs> <laughs> so Ivar bowls a strike on Ford's nuts. Dawkins tackles Eric through a plate glass window. Um, and then both teams get up. They kind of help each other up, start limping around the parking lot. When a gang of motorcycles show up and surround them. And then the leader steps off and removes his helmet. It's Akira Tozawa. And then he signals for his group of biker ninjas to attack. So the Viking Raiders and Street Profits, they team up to form the Viking Profits. And they just take out this gang. So then Tozawa, he has to summon his secret weapon. This seven foot three ninja monster. As Tozawa just kind of sits there making these Tim and Eric faces. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. But this big-ass fucking ninja, uh, Ivar uses the force to summon a turkey leg. Uh, I don't know. Eventually, yeah, they all fight. They climb up onto this uh, series of trucks kind of lined up, and they run along the roof. Uh, But then the Street Profits and the Vikings start arguing about who beat the ninjas, so they start fighting again. Dawkins hits a big bulldog on Eric off the top of the truck into a dumpster. Ivar pushes Ford off the truck and then does a swanton bomb into the thing below. So all four men, they're down in the dumpster, surrounded by garbage bags. Uh, when the female ref shows up, because she's got to do her gag, <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, you guys are supposed to have a match in the ring. Ivar, you're cute. You not so much. You know. <laughs> and then the big finale, uh, this monster tentacle just kind of reaches out to grab them, and they run off, like in Star Wars Episode Four. Oh, really? I was thinking Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> oh, huh, yeah, that too. Yeah, I, that I, this, <laughs> this, this was uh, this was a total It was better surprise. than the other stuff for me. It re- what? Th- what did you say? I was going to say this was just a total surprise for me. In a good way? Yeah, in a great way. It would yeah, be like... It was way more entertaining than the other stuff. Like if I was marking <laughs> if I was marking this paper, I would give it a B, but with extra credit, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. You know the 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 our cinematic pre-taped thing filled with soundtracks and flashbacks and the sound of pe- of the uh, them like judo chopping like the wah, wah, yeah like that was all there and um, yeah uh, Ivar getting his turkey leg like Thor summoning his hammer uh, <laughs> into battle and then just like the ended it's, it's almost like we don't know how to end this let's just make it dumb okay great and leaning into something dumb. 
is fine. Yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah, the monster at the end. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was a surprise, but it was, you know, it was probably more entertaining than the, just a regular match would have been. And yeah. and we got Tozawa on a pay-per-view. Yeah, I love that little ninja gang, which we'll get more Hope, of. I'm yeah, hopefully for. so. I did, uh, right afterwards, I had to say, who the hell is this massive guy uh, yeah. whose name I don't remember, but he is a PC... Uh, I've seen him, yeah. I don't think he's ever been on TV, but there's like pictures of him in the ring, and he fucking is massive. Yeah, he's seven three. Uh, yeah, this like is legit. A, that is not a work. Like that's this. not Big Cass saying I'm seven feet when he's six seven. Oh really? Yeah. Big Cass, that's four. You can't <laughs> shave four inches. I know. Inches well, off? his boots probably give him an extra two. I don't know. <laughs> but I heard him on the Stone Cold podcast. He's like seven feet tall. Is that a shoe? I'm okay. seven feet. And he's like, no, I'm six seven. Yeah. I know five inches. That's a lot to give. I'm six seven and I uh, beat up my girlfriend. Uh, let's oh. get okay. It's, I think uh, <laughs> was... what? It's my impression uh, of big yes. <laughs> uh, let's get to it. The moment we've all been hyping up, we've all been waiting for the greatest wrestling match ever. Ever. Uh, and before we even get to the match, the commentary team say, we like you to know we have enhanced this viewing with unique camera angles and amplified audio, which means piped in crowd noise. A which bit. means piped in crowd noise. They did absolutely nothing to the camera angles that were different. Uh, there was one or two. Did they have to tell us they were going to pump in audio? I feel like they just could have done it. And I would have been like, oh, <laughs> well, I think that, I think they did it so they can't be like, ah, we tried to trick you or anything. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because you would we you you knew immediately. Someone would be like, hey, that's fake. Yeah, some mark. You're a phony. You're a phony. A big flat phony. <laughs> um, but yes, it's Randy Orton versus Edge, the greatest wrestling match. Uh, the intro I thought was amazing. They had the voice of the legendary Howard Finkel and the classic MSG microphones come down from the heavens. Uh, the ref was drafted in the old school Even uniform. Even Lil Nate was in a little Lil Lil light blue the shirt. The full sleeve, the bow tie. It was amazing. So off the bat, I'm like, all right, this is already exceeding expectations a bit. Um, and I'll tell you what, this was a damn good match. This was a um, damn fine wrestling match, I have to say. The psychology was outstanding. The callbacks, you know, they, they start off with just traditional wrestling holds, reversals, running the ropes. Um, early on, Edge headbutts Orton, which busts him open above the eye. Seemed to be a legit cut. No blade. Mm -hmm. Didn't bleed that much, but for a little bit. But it was, but the, you know, but then it gets that dried blood on your face for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, and I did like the overhead camera angle they would go to a couple times. Oh, yeah. Just that's like the bird's eye. Yeah, it, it seems nice. like a boxing. That that's like a boxing thing, yeah. you feel. Yeah. Uh, and at one point, Randy has Edge just laid out on the announce table, and he gets right in his ear and says, I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> and it was fully uncensored. Uncensored for our pleasure. And this pleasure. was pre-taped. This was pre-taped, so they left it in. They let it fly. Hey, if you're on the ne if you're on the network, you're an adult. You know what things are. But at WrestleMania, they censored Edge when he swore. Oh, right. What did he say again? He's, I think it was basically, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's probably. Yeah, something like that. But Randy's a bad boy, so he can get away he with it. He can get away with it. He, but, he, owns a, he owns a private jet, you know. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they just go back and forth. Just tremendous storytelling in the ring. We get, you know, people are stealing each other's finishers. Randy does a pedigree, Olympic slam. Edge hits a rock bottom at one point. Uh, and Christian's unprettier. Edge is bringing back all his old classics. The Edge-Ocution, the DDT, the edge -O matic 
uh, I think some, yeah, Samoa Joe. He knew all of them. Yeah, too. yeah, Samoa Joe knew every single name, and I was seeing them like, yeah. oh shit, and he was already there. I'm like, did they play? Did, what? It was like, <laughs> yeah, and those were cool. It was like Edge's greatest hits, some moves we haven't seen in a while from him. <laughs> Which is also the name of uh, the U2 solo album, Edge's Greatest Hits. Really? No, but okay. his name's. I don't. I don't know anything about U2 other than Bono. If and the guitar player's name, The Edge. Okay, I didn't know that. You didn't know so that? I don't care Isn't about you two. one of those classic rock things? Yeah, but <laughs> nobody band. cares about you two, but... Well, I mean, how many people can name the drummer from Queen? Uh, I can't. Well, of course, of course you can. Yeah, but he sings and, you know... I'm Rod- in love with my car! Roger, Roger Taylor. That, that's right. We just, we watched... But the average uh, man we watched, we watched 30 minutes or so of the uh, new Queen and Adam Lambert thing on Netflix. Oh yeah, ah, watch yeah. maybe like twenty five or thirty minutes of it. Uh, anyways, side sidetrack. Let's get back. No, to, let's uh, get back yeah, to this match. <laughs> we are yes, because it is great. Uh, we finally, after Randy Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere, but Edge kicks out. Orton can't believe it, so he sets up for the running punt. But as he goes for it, Edge gets up and spears him. But that that's not enough. So he gives him a second spear, and Orton somehow kicks out. So Edge just keeps on fighting, goes for a little springboard, but he jumps off the rope right into a super RKO. But then Edge kicks out of that. So we're getting near the nitty gritty here. Uh, Orton picks up Edge, but then Edge locks in the anti-venom, his uh, standing chokehold. But Orton kicks Edge in the balls, but the ref don't see it. So he follows up with the move we've been waiting a decade to see with the big head punt, which finally connects for the first time in like 12 years. Wow. And that gets him the win. Uh, yeah, he celebrates. They bring out a stretcher for Edge, but he refuses. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this was an amazing match. One of the matches of the year, but not the greatest ever. But, yeah, still, it's one of my best of 2020 for so far. I would have, I, I cer- certainly agree. They took this greatest wrestling match ever title very seriously. Uh, <laughs> and they yeah. had the time to do so. This match was the longest on the card by. Like Long twofold. Shot. There was not a single match on this card longer than twenty minutes. This match came out like forty-five minutes or something. Yeah, it's got to be one of the longest singles pay-per-view match of all time. It could, yeah, it uh, it, it it could very well be. We'll have to check the notes on that one. Um, yeah, yeah. So this was just fun. I mean, yeah, it's unf- yeah. The tagline, you know, it was stupid, but at the end of the day, the in-ring action was amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would quite call it perfect. Maybe not five stars, but maybe four point seven five. Yes, was this the greatest wrestling match ever? No, but was it really good and that's the best we could have hoped for? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I might even say it's the best match of both of their careers potentially. I mean, depending hey, on what kind of wrestling you like. And the, you know, I mean, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the judges will tell us what uh what actually happened. Yeah. And Meltzer, I heard him talk about this match uh He's like, because, you know, he's not, well, I don't think he's going to rate it because it was technically pre-taped and stuff. But he's like, it was an amazing match. It was one of the best matches of the year. But I don't know if it's fair. Same with, like, the stadium stampede, how he doesn't rate that match, I guess. So he's like, it's not really fair to the others, but it was an amazing match. Right. So I guess he'll he'll only rate a match now, I guess, if he knows it was not edited. Yeah. I guess that's his thing. So I guess a lot of the, yeah, a lot of those matches that were on the Double or Nothing card, I think he rated them all, maybe with the exception of the uh, Stampede Super Crawl, whatever mm-hmm. it was called. <laughs> yeah, stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede. That's what I was looking uh, for. But yeah, yeah, it went nearly 45 minutes, but it didn't drag at all. You know, you've had 10 minute matches, it seems slow, but this was just 
point after point, just storytelling. I don't know. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah, like I said, all we could have hoped for, and a lot of fun to finish to finish off Backlash. Yeah, um, and apparently, as we find out, Edge tore his tricep during the match. Don't know exactly where it was, but uh, I could see as he was laying there at the end, his arm was already had that purple bruising a little bit. Tore his tricep. Yeah, no. so that sucks. Uh, and then we find out our next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, will be on July 19th. July 19th. Get ready. We're um, More than a... That's about a month. About we got a, a month, month away. Extreme Rules. You know, the rules are extreme. The uh, rules <laughs> that have been extreme uh, are in... Cl- um, um, there have uh, kendo pole on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> that was- uh, what else? One time we had a steals, a steel, a steel steps match that's pretty extreme uh what else yeah. i don't know well, well we'll get to that we will get to that and that was great that was the backlash pay-per-view it was yeah. a great time let's keep moving on with the show here because uh you know this usually this usually signifies the beginning of our wrestling week you know the the pay-per-views are done and now we only have the future to look forward to unfortunately we just saw the greatest wrestling match ever so i guess us watching wrestling for the rest of our lives has become obsolete because <laughs> we just saw it but that's okay we're uh, let's let's kick off our wrestling week the way we always do with the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Mike, you actually mentioned uh, you actually mentioned Uncle Dave talking about um, possibly not rating this match. I guess time will tell. I know Tommaso Ciampa probably gave it a rating because if you check out that punt, slow <laughs> it down. There's a big old There's check. A, yeah. There's uh, a leg slap. I'm sure Tommaso Ciampa just kind of like <laughs> no. very slowly nodded and sipped on his uh, beverage of whatever he was doing, approving about Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just approving of Randy Orton. Um, this week's Tweety League champion, though, come, just came, actually came last night, you know, going on the Wednesday Night War when uh, just some fan reached out to Dave Meltzer and says, I really should not have watched New Japan immediately before AEW Dynamite. Uh, Dave Meltzer responds by saying, never watch New Japan right before any other promotion. Always watch it last. I have a rule for that reason. Watch New Japan and everything after looks way too contrived in comparison. We all know Uncle Dave's got his big old wiener. (laughs) Nice nice and solid for that Tokyo Dome. (laughs) (laughs) However, some people don't agree with what he has to say. And our new Tweeter League champion, our first time ever Tweeter League champion, um, AEW CEO and co-founder Tony Khan hopped up there on Twitter to reply to Uncle Dave by saying, we've tried to set a standard by frequently opening with great matches we believe can stand up beside whatever you watched prior, like Kenny or Pac, Nick and Phoenix, and many others. I enjoyed the opening tag tonight, too. Watch whatever you want before Dynamite. I'll take my chances. (laughs) Which is exactly that. Tell him. Tell him. You don't have to watch anything in a certain order. If you don't like the thing, don't watch the thing. If you like the thing, fucking watch the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Why? There's so. Wait, why can't we all just like it and everything? Because of course, uh, <laughs> New Japan is back. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Uh, we got this. We got this. Like the New Japan Cup, but now like they doubled the field. Yeah, I don't know the whole uh, yeah. details of everything, but yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, wrestling being back in more places is great. Wrestling being back in more places is great. Tony Khan, you're the new Tweet of the Week champion. Let's hope that you can hold on to that belt longer than uh, 
as long as Cody's been holding on to his. I want to see you keep defending yours every week. Uh, to <laughs> well, he has to. He has to. He's contractually obligated. See, it's mm. also a great way of keeping Cody not in feuds, but having him on TV every week. I think that's what I realized the most. Uh, yeah, it keeps I him mean, on TV every week and keeps other people open for feuds. You do run a small risk, though, of too much Cody. You can't have too much Cody. Not me yet, but uh, <laughs> not, you know. not yet. In a couple years, if he's taking up twenty-five minutes of every show, you're going to miss out on some people. You sometimes. may miss out. That's all. You may miss out on people. You know what? That's happening on Wednesday. Before we even get to Wednesday, we do have some fallout from the weekend because we are a Monday Night Live. Let's get right. Let's get right. I said it. We are Monday Night Live. Um, War is raw. Oh my god! I said Monday Night Live again. Fuck! Oh my god! I thought that was a joke. I know. No, I sincerely thought. (laughs) You know what? There's like this building that I look out at while while we're we're recording the show off, and it's just like a little apartment building in the background. Um, It's just where I look when my train of thoughts going by, and (laughs) I, I, I need to start like when we're introducing Monday Night Raw. I think I need to write Monday Night Raw on a piece of paper, and then just like. Stare at it while we're announcing yeah. the show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my I just have a thing. It says raw notes, and then underneath I have my note, raw notes. Uh, but that's where we are. Raw, raw, raw. It's war spelled backwards. It's raw. Huh. Well, the war zone. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the show opens. Randy Orton. He's a coming out. You know, and uh, we we do confirm. We show a nice gruesome injury of our image of uh, Edge's cut open tricep having surgery. Mm-hmm. No warning. Kids watching it show it at home. Just yeah, it's like eight p.m. or like seven Bam. p.m. Yeah. on television. But okay. no, like we're gonna warn you. This is graphic images. But nope, nope. Uh, but yeah, Orton says I did what I said I was gonna do. I wrote the final chapter. I gave Edge closure. But uh, I want to thank him for reigniting the fire in my gut. And then Christian Cage comes out to interrupt, and he gets in Randy's face, calls him a son of a bitch, and you know Edge is hurt, but it's not over. So Randy says, Christian, you're jealous. I know what you want. One more match. But Christian says, absolutely not. I'm here for Edge. So Randy leaves and says, all right. But that offer expires. End of the night. If you don't accept it, you're a coward. So could he come out of retirement? He's retired. Is he? Christian, he is. How old is that guy, do you think? 40s? Mid 40s? Same age as Edge. What, Same age as and, and what do we th- and, and what do we think <laughs> that is? Mid forties, mid forties, I guess. Okay, okay, yeah. Forty. Uh, but yeah, so let's go on here. Angel Garza is taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, just more dissension between the vagabonds as Garza comes out alone with Zelina, but then Andrade comes out later. They all start bickering. They nearly shove Vega over again, so she just yells, "I'm sick of this!" and she walks off. You go, girl. You don't take their shit. <laughs> don't take those men's shit. Yeah. So Andrade, he stays. He tries to help out Garza, but Owens just hits the stunner, gets the victory. Owens leaves. The Vagabonds keep bickering, so Zelina comes out again and just says, Get back here! Like an angry mother, she just, yeah. <laughs> you gotta start fighting together, not against each other. I, I, why, why can't they, these, they just be strong? Why do people have They've to? They've been losing a lot. Why lately? do yeah, they have geez. to argue about all this stuff? They were running. They were just running the show on Monday Night Raw there for a little while, or like they were a great side plot to the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, but now they're yeah they're falling apart. Hmm. Uh, Vega, she needs to 
either find some new clients or whip these boys into shape. Yeah, seriously. <sighs> but uh, Lashley and MVP come out to address their little title loss to Drew, and they blame Lana. So Lana comes out, and she's like, I did everything for Bobby. I put his career ahead of mine. I dyed my hair brown. I got a divorce. I like how she puts the hair dye before the divorce. <laughs> uh, but everything was good until you showed up. MVP says, no, you're the problem, thought. Ooh. He calls her a thought on live television. I, I think that was the I, first I, time. I, I, and now that's clearly a line that made it past Vince. Like Vince has he no idea what He has no idea. Didn't ask what it was. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, it's just some slang, just some basketball term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he calls her a thought. You think the world revolves around you? Bobby didn't even have a title shot till I came around. So Lana's like, no, Bobby, we were on a hot streak. Tell him. And he's just like, we? The last time, when was the last time you did anything besides get likes on social media? So anyways, it comes down to it. He says, you've ruined everything. You used me for fame. Lana's like, if I wanted to use my sex life for fame, I'd pick someone way better than you. Ooh. Someone like Drew. So Bobby says, I want a divorce. And the crowd starts chanting, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> nice classic. Uh, so they walk off. Lana's stunned. Hopefully this is finally the, the break apart for them because Bobby's doing way better with MVP. Well, yeah, usually when one person says I want a divorce, it is the end. Uh, <laughs> the only thing <laughs> the only thing I think we could say is we may get some kind of uh, comical uh, therapy session, some kind of couples counseling. Uh, you always want to, before you break up a couple in WWE, <laughs> you always want to have them do the couples therapy because who knows, you could get some magic. Yeah, yeah, why not? We'll see. Maybe they could bring in Jerry Springer for a guest. Why not? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't, Wouldn't that, that be something? something? Uh, but who knows? All I know is Rusev doesn't have a job here anymore. Nope. That's unfortunate. Right, he was... <laughs> Out of all this. Yeah, yeah. Either way, Rusev's still at home <laughs> waiting yeah. for something to do. But then we go backstage, Street Profits and Viking Raiders talk about beating up those ninjas last night. Uh, when Speak of the Devil, Tozawa walks up with his little ninja gang. And Tozawa just says, sequel! And they say, man, ain't no gonna be no sequel, fam. But we're gonna throw, we can throw down any time. So Tozawa, once again, he summons his big old ninja, the seven foot three beast. And Eric goes to attack, but they hold him back. So Tozawa just laughs and walks off with his gang. And yeah, I'm loving Tozawa in this role. Just a little shit leader of his little gang here. Yeah, just this kind of like, he's like the little triad nin ninja guy. Yeah. Uh, better than being treated like a joke. You know, now he can like lean into it and be a little funny. Be funny in a good way. Well, I guess because Tozawa for the last two months was winning on NXT and losing yeah. on Monday Night Raw consistently every single week. Uh, now, you know, he's certainly not a part of the, cru now that the Cruiserweight title tournament is over, uh, yeah. he, he needs to go back to losing on Raw. Or being a ninja leader. Or being a ninja leader, either one. Uh, yeah, because we get the Viking Prophets taking on Tazawa and three normal-sized ninjas as the big ninja just watches from the <laughs> Nor outside. Yeah. yeah, He's the final boss, like they're saving mm -hmm. for later. Uh, so the Viking Prophets, they just dominate these nameless ninjas early on. Uh, they hit a... Uh, yeah, Ivar and Four hit a pair of big frog splashes to get the win. Tazawa never even tagged in. Uh, but after the match, him and the giant ninja get in the ring. And that's when you can really tell this man's size is impressive. Because, yeah, even next to the big guys, he's like a foot taller. Tazawa's at like his hip. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tazawa has to be probably <laughs> a little bit shorter than us. You know, I mean, he yeah. may be like five, six or something. And just yeah. Imagine so just looking standing. up and there's still two, like two and a half foot of feet <laughs> of people above you. 
Yeah. God. So there's they don't know what to do. The Viking prophets huddle together and they say, "We want the smoke." And then out comes Big Show. So face turn number four hundred fifty one. <laughs> oh, and believe me, we're counting. <laughs> yeah. Remember he just turned heel on Drew like a month ago after me. Yeah, yeah. When his uh, when his show came out on Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah. That, 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 that was why. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, but anyways, he's here. He beats up some of the smaller ninjas to warm up. But then Tazawa and Big Ninja escape unscathed. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So when when they bring back someone like this, like a Big Show esque, <clears throat> excuse me, who just kind of you know will come in and out, or you know you'll have that every so often Kane appearance. You know those those types of performers. They don't announce those things beforehand, correct? Uh, yeah, a lot of the because time I would, you know, I could picture, you know, I could picture you do it for the ratings, right? Bring back someone big for the ratings, and then you would announce it, like, hey guys, you're gonna want to check out Raw this week because Stone Cold's gonna show up, and just having, you know, just having Big Show kind of pop up in the middle of your show or whatever is. I wonder if it's the same effect. Ah, uh, I don't know if Big Show is enough to move the numbers, anyways. Yeah, is, there, is Big Show really pushing the needle that much? Even if it just shows up in the middle, it's hard still. Yeah. I remember Stone Cold, they advertised that 316 day for him and Becky that last time. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm certainly <laughs> advertised, right? You know, it was like, hey, yeah. well, let's try to get people, let's try to get the meat in the seats. The meat in the seats. Uh, but let's go on here. Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah is coming out to cut more promos on Rey Mysterio and, you know, trying to force him into retirement, but he wants to clear the air. You know, he's like, Ray, you're a hero. You sacrificed yourself. But Ray pops up on the screen. He's pissed off. Because apparently Dominic texted him. He's on his way to Raw. And Ray didn't know until it was too late. And he just warns Seth, don't do anything to him. So they bicker back and forth until Dominic sneaks up behind and just nails Seth from behind with a big clothesline. Starts pounding on him. Throws him headfirst into the steel steps. Uh, so Murphy and Theory come out to help him. Uh, and this is where it's actually kind of interesting having the plastic barriers. Because normally he could have just hopped the barricade and run away. But now they kind of have him cornered. Uh, so he has to run around the ring. They chase him. But then he sneaks off through this little hole. Yeah, he had to, he had to find a little sneaky uh, yeah, a little area <laughs> for him to go through. Yeah. But like a chipmunk stuck in a garage, it'll find its way out. It always will find its way always out. Always will. Uh, another, yeah, another solid week from this this whatever this, is yeah, happening. So much better as a heel. Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins is like, Seth Rollins, <laughs> this gimmick is he's got to be one of the top heels in WWE right now. And yeah. this like this introduction to Dominic has been perfectly spaced out. It's been amazing. He's where, not getting pushed. You know, he's not over pushed. Now we like where we, we want to see more of Dominic. Exactly. First, we met him in like 2002. That was first. And then we, <laughs> we, we didn't see him for a little boy. <laughs> as a little boy. We didn't see him until uh, the previous year, um, Survivor Series, whenever that was yeah. in that sort of area. He started showing up in the crowd to support his support dad. Support his dad and, and him and Brock. And then he <laughs> went off again because that, that, you know, for last yeah. six ish months. And now he is back. Uh, it is fun. It, it'll be great to see how far this team could go. Yeah, we're uh, you know we're getting closer and closer to the official in-ring debut. There has to be an official in-ring debut eventually, whether yeah. it's a tag match with his father or him taking on some kind of this jobber. year. It's got to be this. Got to be this year. Certainly. Maybe SummerSlam. Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Uh, but let's go on here. Some tag team action. Liv Morgan and Natalia teaming up to take on the Iconics. So it's nice to have Liv back. Mm -hmm. You know, she was picking up some steam. Uh, but the Iconics, they're looking to bounce back. And uh, they did. They look great here. Uh, Liv gets the hot tag. She's got Billy rolled up. But the ref's distracted. So Billy fights back. Tags in Peyton. And they hit the fall from Grace to get the win. So keeping them in contention, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keeping, the uh, keeping it relevant. 
Yeah, and then they cut a promo after on Sasha Bailey saying, see what happens when we get to fight one team, not two. So get out here and face us because we challenge you. But they don't come out, so they say, all right, next week then. So hopefully that happens. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Because that'll, that'll be like six, seven weeks in a row of tag title defenses for this. I and love it. And of course, and it. it being on Bailey, we know it's got to get off her soon. Soon. Yeah. But yeah, Bailey dose straps is having a good run. <laughs> uh, and then backstage, Natty's all upset about losing. And then Lana's all upset about her thing. And they have a little small bonding moment here. That could be a new something. Aww. Lana and Natty. I like it. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Uh, then Charlie Caruso's talking to Christian about Randy Orton's challenge to an unsanctioned match. And he says, all right, I accept. So, yeah, he must be cleared. Return from retirement. And, uh, yeah, so just throughout the rest of the night, Ric Flair, Big Show, all these other legends just try to talk to Christian, hype him up. Yeah, why was Ric Flair there? I don't know. You really didn't need to yeah, be. Well, he didn't, yeah, he really <laughs> didn't need to be. I thought, like, keeping old people away was kind of what <laughs> yeah. we were trying to do, but, no. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then backstage, MVP. He's kind of he's doing his own thing, just trying to recruit other guys like Apollo Cruz, who doesn't uh, outright deny him. He seems a little intrigued. Why not? Everyone wants a manager. Yeah. So we get the Apollo Cruz taking on Shelton Benjamin. Just a nice, quick, athletic match here. Uh, Shelton goes for a pin, tries to cheat with the foot on the ropes, but the ref catches him. And then later on, Apollo rolls up Shelton, and he grabs the rope with his hand for the added lever and gets his win. Mm. A little sneaky, uh, maybe MVP did have a little something on him. Maybe. Maybe. And even by Apollo. Well, at the same time, though, Apollo Crews wants to keep that belt. Yeah, he you does. Know? But that was a little that was a little sneaky. A little sneaky. <laughs> uh, but then we got Drew McIntyre and our truth. So throughout the night, they were kind of doing their shtick. They're, apparently, they're teaming up. Drew and our truth are teaming up against Lashley and MVP. And Drew's WWE title's on the line in this match. So he can lose the belt without even being pinned if Truth fucks him up. Uh, but anyways, uh, Drew's in control of the match. He's doing well. Truth tags himself in. Uh, he stays alive long enough for Drew to get another hot tag. He hits the Claymore and MVP. But then he tags in R-Truth and launches him off the top rope for a splash to get the win. And Drew retains his title. Uh, and if this was WCW, Truth would have just won the WWE title. Oh, you think so? Because that's how David Arquette won his belt. Oh, interesting. Huh. He was tag teaming with DDP. It was basically the same match as this, although whoever got the pinfall would become become the champion. So even if your own partner got the pin, you would steal his belt from him. That's so funny. that was stupid. That's funny. Yeah, this uh, this match didn't really further anything or it's even no. super filler. Like Lana didn't cost... Bobby Lashley the match, Truth didn't cost McIntyre the title, MVP failed, uh, Lashley, it was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, nothing really, exactly. Uh, so Sasha and Bailey do come out, they are here apparently, and they're like, alright, uh, we retained our titles, we're gonna do it again on NXT, so Iconics come back, and they say, alright, you gonna accept our challenge or what? Uh, anyways, I don't know, they clap back at each other, they slap each other. Uh, and then Bailey freaks out and says, we accept. So we will get that match next week. Perfect. Look, looking forward to it, too. Yeah. I like the fire from Peyton Royce just slapping her in the face. Mm -hmm. uh, then Asuka versus Nia Jax. The rematch no one wanted huh. for the women's title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nia dominates early on, including a stiff power bomb right onto the floor. I don't know why they're letting her do this. but I don't know why they're letting her do anything, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. So later, she hits a Samoan drop, goes for the pin. But the ref doesn't count because Asuka's foot's on the other rope. So Nia shoves the ref down. He's about to call for DQ. 
But Asuka rolls up nigh and gets the three count anyway. So hopefully that'll be the Yeah, I was about to say, so does that mean, because certainly leaving Backlash, we thought to ourselves, that another month of this. But uh, yeah. this is, seems to be like a pretty definitive win for Asuka on Asuka's side. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on the other side, it seems like they're going to have Asuka for Charlotte sooner than later. Of, so whether well, that's of course, extreme rules. that's the match we're working to. Yeah. Whether they can save that for SummerSlam or that's Extreme Rules, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no more Nia Jax, please. 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 Uh, but let's go to the main event. Or I guess it's not anything. It's an unsanctioned match. It doesn't count. But it is the return of Christian taking on Randy Orton. Uh, so they come out to the ring. Christian's all in his street fighting gear, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, that looked weird. Uh, it was like a three-quarter like sleeve clothes. black <laughs> yeah. shirt. Uh, and because by now, because I'm worried, right? You know, Christian, a retired uh, performer, someone yes. we didn't even... Due to uh, concussion we, issues, things like... We didn't even know uh, that he was going to be, that he was cleared, you know, to, to, yeah. to work in ring. And thirdly, there was like three and a half minutes left uh, until 10 o'clock. So I'm thinking to myself, ah, what? Ah, uh-oh. Yeah, what's going to happen here? And then that's when Ric Flair comes strolling out and he just says, no, no, I talked to Edge. This ain't cool. Let it go. Ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Christian just grabs the mic and says, Rick, I got to do this. So the bell rings and then Flair hits a low blow on Christian. <laughs> the, the evolution bond is always there. It's always going to be there. Uh, so Randy takes off his sweater vest and follows up with a big punt and then covers him for the three. And then Randy just stands over the fallen Christian as the medical staff put to, uh, tend to him, put him in a stretcher. Randy's upset. He said, I didn't want to do it. You know, you're my buddy. We go way back like Edge. Uh, so maybe we are going to get Orton versus Christian at Extreme Rules. Orton versus Christian. You have to wonder how much uh, has been re- was rewritten after the supposed Edge tricep tear. Yeah, because I feel like uh, there was probably one more match between them coming. Oh, yeah. I feel like they certainly would have <laughs> had it, whether it was something for Extreme Rules or SummerSlam. or. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, if we want to keep this relevant while we wait for that third match between the two of them, um, yeah. Well, Christian's, yeah. Christian seems as good of a choice as any. Yeah. So now and yeah, now that's just another guy that's come out of retirement in the last couple of years. So just another guy. <laughs> and career ending. That gives people like Paige hope for the future. It really does. It really does. And that so. that is that was our Monday night raw though. Yeah. Uh, Overall, you know, Randy, he's 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 top heel right now. The Kalin, imagine him and Drew one day. That's he's cool. I, I got to say and uh like we were saying uh you know the or I said earlier the main event smackdown scene seems a little lackluster. I've forgotten about it and there's a lot of things going on here on Raw that is retaining my attention. Drew, like we said, Drew's meteoric rise, the Monday Night Messiah, Dominic. Um, yeah, this whole episode was pretty great. Rock. Orton, like Randy Orton. There's a lot of things, and and of course this uh, this women's tag match next week. There are a lot of things that are very intriguing about Monday Night Raw right now, which I haven't said in years. I've not said yeah, that in a long no, time. No, it's been great. This whole episode, pretty much everything led to something. It was continuous storylines throughout the show. Uh, my only question is, where has Bianca Belair been? That's a good. That is a. She got. Good she got question. called up. We, we saw her like once. I don't know. That is a good question. Because yeah, Montez Ford's been around, so mm-hmm. I think they live in the Florida. I don't know. Probably. I miss her. I miss her. It's too bad. That was uh, that was this week's uh, that was this week's Monday Night Raw though, Mike. I think it's a good time for us to take a break.
Yes, take a break. Uh, I have to feed my dog dinner, so I might be an extra minute. But I'll be right. Mike's going to go feed his dog dinner. We're going to come back. We got the <laughs> Wednesday War and trivia, so stick around. We're back here with the second half of the show. Stay, uh, thanks for sticking it out through the break there, Mike. I'm sure all the fans listening want to know. Uh, you fed your dog? Yes. Perfect. Um, <laughs> now, are you a dry kibble, any sort of wet element, or maybe something you cooked beforehand? Both. I think I said three. <laughs> uh, well, it's all. Oh, all, all. Yes. So you cook a little, <laughs> cook a little. He has like this, yeah, it's like this big old mush of different foods mixed together, lots of healthy stuff, mm-hmm. and then some kibble thrown in. And some kibble thrown in because I think it's still good for dogs to eat yeah. normal dog yeah. food. Yeah, you know, gets the job done. It gets the job done. <laughs> uh, let's, you know, we're back here uh, with the second half of the show, of course. Before we get to our Wednesday Night War, uh, let's start the second half of the show the, uh, the way we always do, which is with a little bit of trivia. Trivia. Mike, I have uh, four trivia questions for you this week. I got five. Perfect. We know how to play this game. So, Mike, why don't you kick yes. this week's trivia off? All right. This week, uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about the most important part of the wrestling world. Because you can't have wrestling without the ring. Hmm. So I got some wrestling ring-related trivia for <laughs> Hey, lay, lay, lay it <laughs> on me. I'm excited. I'm excited because this uh, we're going to get some knowledge dropped. Yes. So let's start off. Can you tell me the size of a standard wrestling ring in WWE? It's a certain, you know, measurement. Certain measurements. I just need the feet. Of course, it's a square by footage. So let's let's picture somebody lying down in the middle of the ring because they just took a suplex or something, right? And let's say if they're fully sprawled out, a six foot tall looking person, I think you could probably stack at least two of them across. Um, is it a square? Yeah, it's a square. It's a square. It is a square. square. Um, so so I'm going to say you could probably put two six footers. You could lay head to maybe three, like three feet on the end. I'm going to say 15 feet. 15 by 15 feet. You're a little under. It is 20 by 20. 20. Oh, Jesus Christ, eh? Well, so that's the standard used in WWE and AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back in WCW days, they were 18 by 18, so they were smaller than the WWF. But those, yeah, 20 by 20 is this universal standard. 18 by 18 is WCW, ECW. Was there an advantage to having a smaller or larger? I mean, I guess that's, you know, that four uh, square feet or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Visually, I like the big ring better. Just more room to move around, more stuff you can do. Hmm. Interesting. But who knows? Maybe, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yes, give me yours. Okay, Mike, we're, uh, we're going to play a game that we have played before, but we haven't played it in a long, long time. Uh, it's going to be another edition of What Happened First, uh-huh, where okay. you're going to receive two things. Um, you're going to have to tell me which one happened first, or the, uh, the, the second part of the question, which I'm adding on, which we didn't do the first time, maybe they happened on the same day. 
Ah. So keep that in mind. We are looking for <laughs> what happened first. Maybe they happened the same day. We don't know. Mike, we So if it's the same day, you don't care what, uh, the order of the card or whatever? No, no. You can just say, you can just say same day. You can <laughs> just say same day. And then, I'll try. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to give you the two things, Mike. We just, uh, we just experienced backlash with the greatest wrestling match ever. We don't know how many stars it's going to get, but we are going to talk about other matches that got some stars from Uncle Dave. This is going to be some five-star match trivia, what happened first. Okay, Mike, so your first edition is what happened first, the first ever five-star match, or... The debut release of the hit video game Donkey Kong. Uh, I'll say the first ever five star match. Uh, you would be incorrect on this one. What happened first? Donkey Kong was released in July 1981. The first ever five star match was between Ric Flair and Butch Reed on April 7th, 1982. Uh, uh, close, a, but... a close but not off a year later in a promotion called Championship Wrestling from Florida, or CWF. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I knew the the timeline of the Donkey Kong. I just thought Meltzer had something sooner, but yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Well, uh, you know, further knowledge for you. This was the uh, this match was before he had uh, the Observer. Okay, it was so like I was think just... the mag the uh, the magazine came out like a year later or something. But he was still yeah. in the in the profession. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. My next wrestling ring-related question. Uh, this one, I guess there's two parts to this question. You can get two points. So first of all, in WWE, what are the ropes made of? What are the ropes made of? Um, I'm going to say it's some kind of steel rope with, like, rope around it or something around it. I picture like the kind of cable that holds up, uh, you know, like the kind of cable that holds up um, like telephone poles or like that yeah. kind of thing, but like a little bit thinner. Uh, I don't really know what to say, but so I'm going to say, yeah, steel cable wrapped in rubber or something. Well, in the WWE, they use real rope. It's just real rope wrapped in tape. It's That's just real it rope, eh? It's just real rope. Huh. Uh, however, WCW uses something different. Mm -hmm. I think you're, uh, what was, what were you saying there originally? Gonna, yeah, like steel cable that's wrapped in something rubberized or something uh, yeah. like that. So, so that is pretty much what WCW uses. Way. They use elevator cable wrapped in. Okay, uh, yeah, rubber, that's another, that's a, yeah. pretty much what you're saying. So I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. It's weird that, uh... They, when you watch old tape, you'll know it. Like, WCW ropes just look weirder. They look like one big piece kind of thing is, yeah, I don't know. And it's weird that there would be a difference between the two. I mean, of course, WCW did a lot of things to try to be uh, them, you know, their own, the, to try to be themselves. Yeah. Right. Well, like I said, two foot smaller ring, different ropes. Uh, mm -hmm. oh, it's real. Yeah. You know, some wrestlers prefer one over the other. Some don't really. I think rope is used. I think rope is used more now these days. Regular rope just taped up. Yeah, it's, I think it's uh, yeah, it's easy, it's less painful to bounce off. Those. I can I can only imagine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> out of, yeah, and the entire thing is like, how do we reduce the pain? Yeah, possibly. I remember Mick Foley in Mick Foley's book. He talks about training with like these super tight elevator cable ropes, and after running the ropes, he'd be pissing blood the next day just because his kidneys would be banged up from fucking. Those well, things. I'm sure he was pissing blood for a couple of reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, well this was, <laughs> it was yeah. probably all those thumbtacks he accidentally <laughs> swallowed when he was being <laughs> thrown down on. Jeez. Them. Yeah. Ugh. 
Uh, all right. Okay, Mike, uh, my second question for you, of course, we're still on the same subject. So, Mike, which happened first? The first ever six-star match or the first ever GPS satellites launched into orbit? Global, <laughs> the global positioning system, of course, something that you may still use on your TomTom or maybe use it on your phone. Well, on your phone, even <laughs> if you don't think you're using it, it's using you on your phone. So, oh, yeah, it is. Always have those location services turned off, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to explain my answer. Okay. Like they do on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So the six-star match, I feel like, is pretty recent because yeah, I think for a long, long, long time, five-star was just, that was it. That was the barrier. But then he broke it, and then he broke it again. But I feel like that was definitely post-2000s, maybe even post-2010, whereas GPS has probably been around longer than we even think, maybe since the 80s. Who knows? But I'm going to go with GPS. Final answer. Regis. GPS final answer. You got it there, Mike. Um, you were a little <laughs> off on your timing, though. Of course, the first ever GPS satellites were launched into orbit on Valentine's Day, 1989. I said the 80s. No, no, you did. You did. You did. You did. Okay. Oh, you yeah, mean oh, about Meltzer? Oh, oh, no, I was just explaining. I'm just let me. I, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, let me keep please. going. Yeah, of course. I would have looked real bad if I got the answer wrong. After <laughs> all. Um, yes, you are correct. Uh, so, yeah, GPS satellites were first launched in the air on Valentine's Day, 1989. However, the first six-star match was a mere... Uh, 22 days after that. Really? I thought it was so much. It occurred on March, oh, 8, March 18th, 1989 in a match in WCW between Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Steamboat. Yeah. Yes, there was a stretch. I know the match, but I didn't know it was six stars. There, yeah, there was a stretch of uh, like five or six matches. Like, like um, you can find the, the the entire list of all of his matches are up there on Wikipedia. There's yeah, a stretch well, where it's yeah. like six matches, like all the five star matches in a row for three or four years are all Ric Flair, Rick St Ricky Steamboat. It's pretty cool. Yeah, oh yeah, pretty they cool. had some amazing matches. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, all right. Next ringside question. All right, this one, mm -hmm. if you know it, it's really easy. If you don't, you don't. Okay. Let's hope you know it. <laughs> so uh, TNA, what was, uh, they had a unique ring. What was unique about the TNA ring? Um, I'm going to say they had, a, it, it was the dimensions. I don't think it was octagonal. Uh, that sounds like too many, that sounds like too many sides, but it was maybe like penta, pentagonal or sexagonal. Hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to, five or six sides. I know they had that. Well, There's um, there is a dinner. What do they call table table for three? Yes. With uh, some TNA all stars, I think Joe, Jeff Jarrett, and AJ Styles. I think out of the three of them, AJ was the only one who liked it. I think, or maybe yeah, a lot of people said it hurt. More. Or maybe Sting was involved in the conversation. I can't really remember, but AJ Styles apparently liked this uh, this modification. I want to say it was a it was a five sided. So I'm going to say pent. Uh, it was a pentagonal ring. Uh, before I give you the answer, what what was what did you say was after pentagonal? Uh, it's sex uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Come on here. No, think about what's actually. Think about it. You see this shape all the time in everyday life. Um, six sided. Oh, shape. yeah. I guess a stop sign. Uh, what's a stop sign? A hexagon? No. Uh, yes, hexagon. hexagon. It's a hexagon. <laughs> that was the answer, but you said pentagon, so I can't give you it can't to give you. can't give it to me. can't give it to me. But it was a, indeed a six sided a ring. Yes, a stop sign. A hexagon. hexagon. Not an octagon like the UFC. Not an octagon. So there's your difference. <laughs> But a pentagon, that'd be an interesting one. And you, and you said apparently it hurts more, or... That's what they say, I guess, because the weight 
the distribution is not quite as I don't know. That's a good. Nah, that, when you land flat, or like there's more there's more corners where it's more painful. I don't know. Yep, that's that's a good point. I mean, it certainly seems like the way that things are constructed make a lot of sense in a square because everything's even and just so. And maybe in the maybe in the hexagon, it becomes a little more difficult. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Got another one okay. here. Got another one here. Uh, got another one here for you. Uh, so what happened first? Um, WWF's first five-star match or oj simpson found not guilty for the murders of nicole simpson and ronald goldman uh, all right i think the first five-star match in wwf was Shawn michaels undertaker hell in a cell and that puts you at october 1997 i think oj was a little bit before that like 94 or 95. So I'm going to say OJ came first. You're going to say OJ came first, but Mike, we're going the other way on this one. WWF's first five-star match was actually before that. It was the match. Uh -huh. It's uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels at oh, WrestleMania 10. Oh, the ladder, right. the ladder yeah. match. Yeah. Um, that happened in the year 1994. Um, yeah. 93, OJ, well, OJ didn't kill them. Um, <laughs> was was found to be proven to have not murdered those people in '95. Uh, so okay. it was WrestleMania. WrestleMania 10 was right snap smack dab in the middle there. Yeah, you are right though. The Shawn Michaels. Either. There is a Shawn Michaels Taker match, which was also a yeah, five star. I fucked up. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is just the best. But um, yeah, I knew that match. I just forgot that. Uh, I just forgot. You just it. forgot. Hey, it happens. Just forgot it. The ladder match. <laughs> All right. My next question for you. Mm -hmm. This kind of involves the ringside area a little bit. Uh, during the Attitude Area, WWF, their ramp, they had that giant video screen there every week. You know, very historic. Uh, do you know what they called that video screen? Isn't it called the Titantron? That's what it's called. The Titantron, yes. which... <laughs> the Titantron. I can, only because of I can only presume it's a Vince McMahon thing, Titan... Yeah, Titan Tower, Titan Tower, Titan, Titan Industry, whatever he calls it. Yeah. There you go. You got that one. Yes, the tight, the Titantron. I go because I yeah, guess it was I guess, classic. I guess now they don't really call it that, but not really because I guess like every arena. I mean, Jumbo was taken. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this is bigger. Yeah, He's probably bigger, bigger exactly. than Jumbo. It's, it's than Titan. Jumbo. God damn it! The Beeftron. <laughs> can't call it the Beeftron. Like, All right. Called it the Big Beeftron. <laughs> at that point. Oh. Megatron. So we can't use <laughs> we can't that either. Use that. Oh. Oh, why not? It's mega. <laughs> he really wouldn't know. He'd have no idea. He'd have no idea. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, he had kids and grandkids. Like, presumably <laughs> presumably Vince McMahon had to buy, like, a little Transformers toy for a grandkid or something. He just sends a uh, secretary to go buy it. <laughs> secretary to go buy it or sends a money order to his grandkids. Yeah. Writes <laughs> <laughs> a check. Okay. Now, uh, Mike, your final question. Um... Uh, your final question, so Mike, which came first? Uncle Dave's first five-plus star match regrade, as if he regraded it later on, hmm. or the death of Rod Robbie, the man who designed the Sky Dome? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't know much about him, but... So the first revised five plus star match. 
So he went back and made the rating better. He, he yes, he went back. It was he went back and he, in in this case he did make it better. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say the guy who built the Sky Dome died first. You know what, Mike? We may have to uh, we may have to look down to the exact minute because this was the, uh, <laughs> oh, the this day. was the red herring. They were on the same day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have I should have known you were. I didn't know if that was a swerve or if you were gonna use it. Uh, I, yeah, well, you never know, right? Uh, th- yeah. So th- these know. these two things happened on the same day. Um, the match, which was regraded, uh, was actually not too long ago. It was actually only in 2019 at WrestleMania or sorry Wrestle Kingdom. 13 when he originally gave Omega Tanahashi five and a half stars, but then he did revise it to five and three quarter stars. <laughs> wow. um, but he won't go back and redo uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Won't go back 25. and redo that, but apparently he and he's Fucking also awesome. uh, since that he's also revised two other matches. He's done a couple. I think he's also gone back and given matches worse ratings now too. Now, now I didn't I didn't check out anything about worse because <laughs> <laughs> he there's he's given a couple negative stars. I know there's one yeah. There's like, like Andre Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania 3 is like minus three stars. Uh, yeah, there's another one that's like <laughs> minus five or something like that. Something just yeah. fucking terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then the <laughs> other time he did it, this past Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom 14, both of like the co-main events, he bumped up later. I guess it was just a long day of watching wrestling for him, and he got a little t- yeah. maybe got a little tuckered out. Yeah, it can a happen. Bit. It can happen, certainly. It can happen. Um, all right. I got one final one for you. Perfect. This one takes a little visualizing on your part, okay. so allow me to explain. Uh, so let's assume the camera, whatever side the camera's on, that's the hard cam, right? Mm-hmm. So the camera is south, and it's always pointing north, correct? Okay, I get it. So in this case, yes, the camera is south side, that's north side. No, it doesn't matter which side the entrance is on, because they've switched it around. Sometimes the entrance is east, right now the entrance is north. You following? Well, I think right now... <laughs> <laughs> no, right now the uh, the entrance would be west. On the north side. No, because they have it facing the ramp right now directly. Normally it's west. But in the COVID era, it's been on the north side, right? Oh, okay, yes. Okay, yes. New era. Yep. Okay, Sorry. Yep. Yeah, that's all. I'm just trying to get yep, that yep, clear. Yep, 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 yep. So for the sake of this, north, south, east, west. All right. So now I want you to tell me, because every match, the ring has two sets of steel steps that appear. Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell me which sides of the ring they appear on. It's always in the same corners, the two steps. Okay, so if so we're yeah, if we're looking at this legend of the cameras on the south side pointing north. Yeah. The crowd is the north side that you see. Yeah, so which corner is this steps? Yeah. Um So it'll be obviously you can either say like bottom right, southeast, you can say whatever you want. But clarify. Now I think they're on fuck like I was gonna say <laughs> picture of someone getting thrown into the steps. Picture what someone getting see? thrown in the steps. They're always <laughs> on the side. Like if I'm picturing like a like you know an arena television taping, they're always on the side that you can see people walk up on. Um, and there's two sets of steps. You said. Yeah, there's always two sets of steel steps. Okay, are they on? In this case, would they be located on the northeast and southeast corners? Uh, you got one. I got one. one. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the northeast and the northwest. Oh yeah, that yeah. shit. You know, I picked the wrong two kind of sides. I knew yeah. they would be together. Yeah. Because the northwest is the one they usually walk in on. They come down the entrance, then they walk up the steps there. 
And then the northeast is usually beside the announce tables, and they get thrown into it there. <laughs> but if you look at every picture, they're always in the same spot. They're always in the same spots. Because, yeah, it doesn't make sense to have – it makes sense to have them walk up those steps because the camera could capture more yeah. than huh. – <laughs> it was a bit of a convoluted question. No, no, no. I, to I, I, I totally understood. Just one of those things you never think about. It's just like, an interesting, yeah. And like how in uh, in tag team matches, the baby faces are always top left and the heels are always bottom right. No shit. For tag matches, yeah. No always. shit. Think about. It. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to I'm literally gonna have to rewatch so, every <laughs> single tag wrestling match I've ever watched because yeah. like I totally believe you, but yeah, baby faces top left heels. I think it's for the camera shot. You can see the baby faces better on the. Well, certainly, yeah. The uh, the look of this like the struggling baby face trying to get the tag is a <laughs> way better visual than what like the struggling heel. Like you don't we yeah. don't want him to get the tag <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, you know what? It's and it's so funny. Like they, these things have been happening for two and a half decades. It probably has not changed, and it's just that's consistency. <laughs> yeah, you gotta say. Yeah, that's how it goes. And that was trivia. Oh uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Always fun. Another week of uh, learning a little bit as we go, but we do have to keep exactly. moving on with the show, moseying on with the show, as it were, um, because you know we've we've spent our whole we've spent the whole show leading up to now at full sale. So let's just let's just keep this party moving, because it's Wednesday night. If you happen to be a student at Full Sail University, <laughs> get your tickets because it's uh, it's time for some NXT. NXT. But, uh, what does it mean? But, uh, I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. So not only do we have full sale crowds not there, but I think we do have a promised championship bout. Yes, two championship bouts. Minimum. A minimum of two championships will belts will be defended this evening. Yeah, because right off the bat. Uh, Imperium's here to defend their NXT tag titles against uh, Breezango. But at first, they come out, uh, they're mocking Imperium's entrance, their Emporium, <laughs> the marsupial and Fabio. But, anyways, Imperium don't like the joke. Uh, they beat them around. Uh, they get the win, defend their titles. Maybe, possibly their first title defense. I don't quite. Yeah, I don't think we've really seen them since they uh, beat Riddle and Thatcher, so. Uh, yeah, we need like uh, yeah, like we said, the NXT tag division needs some life, so let's uh, let's do that. Yeah, it really does. I've been thinking about this too, just with teams moving on, and uh, of course, the forgotten, forgotten sons aren't even there to make an impact anymore. Um, I recently been thinking, uh, uh, what about Dream Loomis? Well, there's uh. Speaking of that, we, <laughs> we we go to Velveteen Dream sitting on his couch, and uh, Tom Phillips asks him about losing that title match when uh, Dexter Loomis pops up behind Dream and leaves, leaves a nice little drawing of the two of them as tag champs. So, hey, I like that, but uh, Dream says, I'm a solo act. He's, he's, he, he, he's a solo uh, act, and Dexter, well, I guess we needed our weekly Dexter, Get Dexter Loomis on TV. Hey, that's the kind of thing, though, that this uh, could shoot the tag division in the ass. It really could. It really could. In a good way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Damian Priest taking on Killian Dane. We haven't seen him in a while. We have not. No. I forgot, ab I forgot about him. Yeah. He dominates early on, but Archer fights back. Gets the win with the Reckoning. So. Yeah, Damian oh. Priest still gets the win. He's going to keep moving. Um, you know, yeah, it's... Just... Uh, yeah. Well, no, one, no one really is a good match for him on the main roster right now. 
he's yeah he's uh, super talented, he's just... athletic, and big. And that's not you know usually our talented athletic guys are a little bit smaller than Damian Priest's uh, way of going to it. But um, you know, chubby Dean Ambrose is <laughs> a, just a good foil for him right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zaya Lee is taking on Aaliyah. This uh, undercard feud that's been going on for months. But Aaliyah, she drags out this the mess. Robert Stone, who's got a brown bag bottled with him. He's drunk. He looks disheveled. He's all messed up. Uh, so Zaya's in control of the match when drunken Robert just gets up on the apron and pukes in the ring. Disgusting. So Aaliyah rolls up Zaya. They botch the count a little bit, but she still gets a three. So Robert Stonebrand finally gets a win. Uh, I didn't like this segment. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of stupid. You know, if, we've if, had puke, puke and piss in the same week. Pu- we did have know, puke and piss in the same week on the same <laughs> show. I never thought we'd have puke and piss on the same show. You know, it's yeah. like Robert Stone like ultimately helped Aaliyah, I guess. But you look like a joke while you're doing it. Um, yeah. Especially throw it. You know, uh, this angle in the middle of this feud isn't like it wasn't funny. No, it didn't. It didn't uh, really distract from the match uh, from two people who are like pretty green to kind of begin with. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess at the very least, Robert Stone. Yeah, Robert got Stone got a win. I guess. I wish yeah. I could say the same for Sean Spears. Uh, yeah, what happened to that glove thing? Is he doing? He's that getting still? wins on Dark. Actually, he is getting yeah, some dubs true. on Dark. That's true. We got a ticker this week on AEW, Ooh. which was a little Dark ticker. Little dark where they ticker. tell you what happened. Uh, but then we get Undisputed Era. For, they having a little therapy session for Roddy because he's still freaking out about Dexter Loomis. Naturally, uh, he, got, he did get shoved. He did shove him into a trunk of a car. So naturally, he's yeah. a little scared. He was yeah, the trunk one week. Uh, what happened last week? I forget. Uh, it doesn't matter. Kyle O'Reilly's here. He pretend to be a doctor. <laughs> I barely even recognize him with the big bushy beard he's got it's going huge, on. Huge. He's real. Yeah, he really. <laughs> everyone out there who said, you know. Um, Quarantine. I'm gonna grow my beard. Nobody <laughs> took it as seriously as Kyle O'Reilly did. Yeah. No one. So he's playing the doctor. Uh, they give Roddy the old ink blot test, and he just keeps saying things. Uh, random of Dexter. Warshock test, I believe it's called. The Warsher. The Worcester test. The, yes, the Worcester. The Worcestershire. <laughs> the Worcestershire test. Uh, uh, yes. So there you go. And then backstage, Adam Cole's interviewed when Keith Lee approaches and says, "Hey, man, it's not gonna be Cross that takes the title. It's gonna be me." And then he smashes the hourglass. I like it. Yeah. So Adam Cole comes out to out to the ring to cut a promo, and uh, you know I'm the greatest champion ever, and I guess uh, you know Lee's got eyes on my title, but maybe I got I want your title. I want to be champ, champ, baby. So Keith Lee comes out uh, before he can even speak. Johnny Gargano comes out to throw his hat in the ring. He wants those belts. So Finn Balor comes out. He says, I don't wait in lines. I cut to the front. <laughs> so he gets in Lee's face. Uh, so everyone's bickering. Everyone wants these belts. Uh, so William Regal pops up on the screen to settle this. He says, next week, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor for the North American title. And then the winner of that match faces Adam Cole on July 8th. Champion versus champion. Winner takes all. Oh, shit. I'm down with that. Oh, shit. Right. Oh yeah, shit! It, it feels yeah. It, it's like the level of oh shit versus uh, the level of time we have to prepare for this is not yeah. proportionate. There's yeah, a couple weeks. We have a couple weeks to set this up. You know, um, we because we set up what has what will be two huge matches. We set up in one segment, of course, this triple yeah. threat, and um, 
And then this winner take all, and you know, July eighth is the same part two of Fighter Fest. So that's probably why this is the this going to go head to head with that. Probably yeah, when Moxley and Brian Cage will probably be doing their thing in that second week main. You know, I'll be honest. I think Champ versus Champ. Give, I'll give the edge to that for Intrigue versus Cage versus Mox, but we'll see. Yeah. we See who wins the other belt first. We will really see. It's, um, yeah, and uh, the I think the, you know, the buildup to Keith Lee and Adam Cole could have been built up to a pay-per-view, but, you know, months down the road. But there's yeah. a chance that we're getting it sooner than we thought. I just hope Killer Cross doesn't ruin it. For Karrion Cross. Cross doesn't ruin it for yeah. No bullshit. I know. Yeah, no schmoz, no schmoz. It's just and it's it, it's just more of a matter of work your way there. Yeah. No yeah. problem. I mean July 8th, that's still like 3 weeks I, away. That's not so. enough time for someone to be a fucking champ <laughs> champ though. A champ well, maybe we will get the schmoz finish then, unfortunately. Who you knows? know, it's, it's tough to say. I'm not I'm 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 all for carrying cross. Either way, we're in tuning and, in. Oh, well, we're of course tuning. we're going to be tuning in. We have to do the podcast the next day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean we're, you know, we're not just observing we're watching we're yes that is no that 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 (laughs) that is true and we're we're anticipating something great uh because that's what happens on nxt we get great matches most of the time (laughs) yeah and undercard people get uh get to see the light of day Mm -hmm. people like caden carter here who's working hard uh she's taking on dakota kai excuse me and of course we got raquel on the outside causing shit so at one point casey cadenzar just kind of comes out of nowhere Looks like a kid running out of the audience. Does kind of, yeah. She's, she's, <laughs> she's very so much the size she's of great. a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Raquel just catches her and throws her in the trash, uh, mm-hmm. which allows Dakota Kai to get a hold of Carter and apply this cool submission, kind of like a Rings of Saturn thing. She gets the win. Looking good. Yeah, this was great. You know, yeah, these women's undercard feuds that have been going for a while. Of course, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. No. Um... Yeah, they had a thing. They did them. have a thing. They did have a thing, right? So I guess our our current mid-card women's feud is maybe a little bit empty. These two are ready to uh, do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bronson and Reed taking on Leon Ruff. You know what's going to happen here. Just a little squash. Literally, Reed squashes him mm-hmm. with a big splash off the top rope. Now, we've seen Leon Ruff get squashed before. This name keeps popping yeah. up. Um, and yeah, keeps I, getting squashed. I really only remember it because it's R-U-F-F. Yeah, like, exactly. like not rough the way a texture is, more rough in no. the thing that the dog says. When the commentary make the same pun every <laughs> other match. Rough. Uh, yes, and then Santos Escobar comes out with his crew, and he cuts a promo about being the new Cruiserweight champ, and uh, that's when Drake Maverick comes out, and then he just jumps him. He starts beating him, but he's outnumbered, so they beat the shit out of Drake, and then Escobar hits this crazy phantom driver through a table on the floor. That looked painful. Uh, and then Drake's just taken away in an ambulance. So this Escobar man, he's a badass. Yeah, it's it's you know he's he's been looking great. I mean, all throughout the tournament, changed the name. Turns out he has a posse. Um, you do need that those kind of authority figures if you want to truly you know lift up this cruiserweight title and legitimize it. You do need to create a menacing force around it. Mm-hmm. Like Pac was always just a badass by himself. <laughs> but badasses yeah. with more people is all is going to be cooler. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. And keep, uh, you know, the guys he recruited, they were 
you know, names that we knew, but not big names. So if he keeps kind of, he can make more out of them. Those Joaquin Wilds. On all of these shows, we want more people recruited everywhere. We have the va- <laughs> like yeah. the vagabonds. Power numbers. The vagabonds, yeah. the whole Monday Night Messiah thing. Now we have uh, Phantasma with his things. Of course, we have the Dark Order yeah. looking to get more people. We just want people recruiting yeah, people. Groups. Mark Stone, <laughs> Robert Stone, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but let's go to the main event. What I'm all excited for: Sasha and Bailey defending their women's tag titles against Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. So yes, very excited about this yes. being defended here. It's all yeah, it is. It's weekly now. These title defenses, the women's loving it. Um, Shotzi, Sasha, they have a great exchange. I'd love to see that singles match one day. Two of the best hairs in the business. Two of the, two of the brightest hairs, that's for sure. <laughs> best and brightest hairs. Best and brightest. Uh, Tegan Knox hits a big choke slam. Lady Kane, Mara loves calling her. Sasha, yeah. Uh, Shotzi does a big cross body to the floor, taking out everyone. And then back in the ring, Shotzi hits the cattle mutilation on Sasha. But then Bailey grabs a chair, so Tegan stops her. But then Bailey just kind of flips Shotzi over into the bank statement, and she has to tap out. Poor Shotzi, but... Good match. Took the pin. But yeah, good match. And like yeah. we, you know, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, I think. We want to see the. Yeah, as long as these titles are featured. Exactly. We just want to see the match happen, anyways. We don't really care who wins. And Shotzi's in a main event. That's cool. So. Why not? Why not? Uh, and then that's not it, though. Because Boss and Hug, they're celebrating when Io Shirai comes out and just starts unloading on both of them, sends them running. So what's going on? Maybe she wants to be Io Two Belts. Io Two Belts. She wants those tag titles. And, and and also that, you know, uh, the arrogance that we all felt towards Charlotte of she believes she can just come down to NXT and run the show. <laughs> and it's nice to know that there are people out there saying, like, no, you just be like just because you're on the main roster doesn't mean that like we like you or you're good or we look up to you <laughs> or anything like that. Like, fuck off. This is my show. And um yeah, I think the NXT people should be trying to get like people should be not trying to like be so, or be so welcoming on other people's brands. Should be like, who the fuck are you, Smash? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want you here. You know, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks versus Bailey. That could be some good matchups there. So, of course. And, and yeah. wait, and no, we're not even at uh, Survivor Series yet. <laughs> well, they have belts. When you have belts, you can fight each oh, that's other. A good yeah, that's when it's well, allowed. Those tag, those tag belts are a free pick. Or else the brand-to-brand Invitational would just be all out of whack. Yeah, well, they can still, they can still, they can use one of their four if they want. One of their four. Uh, that, that, was, that was NXT. That was the show. Yeah, that was. Good stuff. Yeah, another great week. Another great week. You know, it's still Wednesday night, though. We hop on, uh, we click, we, we, we click down on that TV guide right past... <laughs> <laughs> right past CSI Miami, right past Inside Murder She Wrote, uh, <laughs> yeah. right past um, Judge Joe Brown, and we're on TNT because yeah. it's Wednesday night. It's time for some AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. We already heard. Uh, we already heard the remarks from uh, Mr. Tony Khan earlier on in the week when, and this show has been consistently starting off with hot matches, and this was no exception because to kick off the show, we actually got um, a tag title match for yep. those AEW tag team titles. Of course, we have Kenny Omega, Adam Hangman Page taking on the Natural Nightmares, Cutie Marshall That's... and uh, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, this was just a fantastic tag match, bell to bell. 
you know, Brandy Rhodes is out there. Uh, Britt Baker's sitting at ringside in her big uh, little golf cart thing, and she's just <laughs> sliding messages up to Tony on a little laundry line thing. That's funny. Yeah. Now I know. Did you uh, notice this a lot during this match? There was like bleeps, as if people yeah, were. Yeah. Throughout the whole show, there was bleep. I guess people were swearing, and they're like, "We gotta bleep it this time." Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one who kind of noticed that. So it kind of happened. Like people were in the middle of talking, and then they just like bleep, and I'm like, I didn't catch. That and for yeah, because first, <laughs> at first I thought to myself, oh, you know, it was a horn going on in the background, and then kept happening, and then and it wasn't yeah. like uh you know, where they'll just t- cut the audio out. It was a full... Yeah, it was a bleep. It was, a, it was an old school bleep. Like you're listening to a Limb, like you're listening to a limb Biscuit record. Yeah, our South Park episode. Or our South Park episode. <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. But um, yeah, the match was great. Uh, at one point, that Jezebel Alley comes out. No more bunny. Uh, yeah, they've... Yeah, yeah, you, said, you said that's been playing out. That's been playing out for a little while now. Uh, but not on Dynamite. Uh, no, it, it, it's, been, it's been playing out on Dynamite, but very, very subtly. Well... Yeah, subtly, but uh, yeah, so she's just full on alley here. Um, but she's encouraging QT. She's on his side, and he puts up a good fight. But uh, Omega and Paige hit the last call to get their win, retain the titles. And uh, of course, we did get our once a match Dustin Rhodes destroyer. Destroyer, yeah, he pulls the, out the, that, and he had a couple other great. The moves, Dustin but. Destroyer, which we keep getting, he had a couple like sentons <laughs> running off the. Uh, yeah, he's doing that, yeah, twisting off senton, the apron like, or something. Like if you want it, like career revitalization. Uh, oh, Dustin yeah. Rhodes is is like move set wise, he's better now than he's ever been. And yeah, possibly than he's ever been, and I'm sure you know could be could be in better shape than he's ever been. Yeah, well, yeah, he had, he used to have a lot of demons, a lot of problems he dealt with, and but, uh, <laughs> and the addition of like we we we're gonna get. Ally Brandy. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brandy. She doesn't like. She was staring daggers at Ally when she came out. She doesn't so. like that. Somebody, <laughs> she doesn't like another woman usurping her power. Of course, one thing women don't like are other women who are going to take their power <laughs> away. Um, That's right. So, and we haven't seen Brandy in a match since a um, long while. Yeah, since, since the Nightmare Collective days. Exactly. Since well, since AE, I don't think she's been in a match in AEW. Maybe not. Maybe dark. Maybe ones, yeah, but, very, very but early yeah, really. on. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't. It just hasn't happened quite yet, you know. And so maybe the addition of Allie into this, because uh, now they're yeah, aw- Allie versus Brandy. Huh? Why not? Because now she's just been taken away from Butcher and the Blade for some reason. But that's okay. We keep going. Well, yeah, they they changed their whole thing now. They ditched the black. They ditched now, the, now they're white. They the <laughs> We're not sure what's going on with uh, the two of them. Yeah. Well, I love them. Though. Uh, yeah. Uh, but up next, they, they show like this little video package for Anna J, sweet little girl, uh, who's going to have to take on this, I don't even know what to call her, Abaddon. Oh my God. This beast, this, this demon. crazy as shit. Yeah. I love it though. Oh my She's God. She's crawling down to the ring like a creature. Crazy. She's, yeah, she looks like a horror movie. She's got, yeah, the, the I don't know. She's just great. Different love color. It. Even the referee was scared of her. Different colored contact lenses, which is a huge, <laughs> huge addition. Yeah. It looks yeah, like the she's one wearing like prosthetic teeth. That you would wear yeah, everything in a about it zombie cool. costume. It was cool, and it wasn't like in a like, yeah. She was committed. It wasn't like the the demon Finn Balor coming to the yeah, and it didn't, the demon, the whole... it didn't yeah. feel weird. It didn't feel weird. So big contrast to the sweet looking Anna J in there. Uh, <laughs> but Abaddon gets the easy win with her little. It was like a step up Hurricane Rana where she plants her head right into the mat. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the match, Dark Order come out and they present an envelope to Colt Cabana who's standing in the crowd. But that's not all, because Dark Order, they then help Anna Jay to the back. So Brody Lee is making moves here. 
which we can have our first woman recruit. We could, you know, because that's going to be a big moment when that happens. Not only the first recruit, but the first female recruit, which stinks. I like this like Broadway musical Anna J character. As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they I'm did. on board. And now I'm like, no, we're going to They gave her that whole hype package and then, we're then they gonna killed lose her. We're going to lose it. Oh, no. I love this character. <laughs> Came out with the little top hat and the bow tie and the little, and the, uh, there was a the, swerve. The cane. I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be so cool. Broadway baby. You're Broadway baby. You know what? It no comes, in, it, th- that comes across one of those larger issues that I have <laughs> of people in the, like people in the, in the locker room, never coming out to help people when shitty things are happening to them. Like there's no, like you would think someone in that locker room would be coming out and being like, Hey, you don't want to mess with these dark order guys. They're bad news. But yeah. nobody said anything. Well, uh, someone kind of addresses something like that later, mm-hmm. but. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, MJF's taking on Billy Gunn here. Uh, nothing too crazy, but Billy still in fantastic shape for his. Like he looks damn. The good. whole Gun Club. The whole Gun Club is there. He's, <laughs> he's, got, he's got two kids yeah. that look the exact same. He's got a same. son. Uh, <laughs> I, f- I forget their name. Yeah, what's their name? Like Austin and. No, I don't. I, Steve. I don't quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go with Let's go with Austin and Steve. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but anyways, Billy, he hits that famouser at one point, but then Wardlow jumps on the apron to distract him. So. Uh, Oh, yeah, to distract the ref and Billy so he can throw MJ off the diamond ring, which he nails Billy with. Um, yeah, gets the win after he clocks him with that diamond ring. That diamond ring sneaks sneaks in every time yeah. there, of course. After the uh, after the match, he's um, he's walking out on the side. And he gets into a little tuss- tussle with uh, Jungle Boy because, of course, Jungle Boy hasn't forgotten yeah. the events from Double or Nothing. And then uh, eventually Luchasaurus hops over and they start brawling out on the sides. Yeah. So then I think they announced next week, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. So that could be fun. Yeah, certainly. Well, the two two of the bigger guys in the in this whole yeah, thing. Two, yeah. Um, then Britt Baker, she's just berating Tony Schiavone <laughs> continually. <laughs> when uh, Big Swole, Big Swole shows up and just hijacks the golf cart and drives off with Britt. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. She thought he was, what's the old woman's name? Uh, her like servant woman. Oh, Reba? Reba, that's what it is. Yeah, she calls yeah. her Reba, and then we have the little big swole there. I think her name's actually Rebel, but she calls her Reba, and that's like the joke. Oh, I'm not even sure. okay, okay. Well, I'm not even sure I call well, her Well, she Reba is the role model, of... so not much we can yeah. <laughs> uh, But anyways, this is when Cody comes out, and he cuts a promo, and he's basically saying what you were just saying. Cody got beat down last week, and there was no Bucks. There was no Kenny, no Hangman, no Dustin. No one saved him. Am I even in the elite anymore? Uh, so that's a good point, Cody. Good point. It's a damn good point, Cody. Yeah, no one was there to save him. Uh, and then he hands things off to Coach Arn Anderson, who just says, uh, you know what? Timing's not right for Jake Hager. But tonight, you got a qualified opponent. And so this is our TNT title match. Cody has taken on absolute Ricky Starks, who is, uh, I guess, former NWA television champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him. Not, not, but, I, I don't uh, think I've, I don't think even think I recognized this guy. Yeah, I don't really know him. Uh, I, I think I recognize the name a little bit, but that's about it. But, uh, you know, he looked good here. We had a good little back and forth match. Arn Anderson's got his little play sheet at ringside. I want to see what's on that thing. Yeah. Like, like what, what, because, what, what, what does he need to have written down? And because you, you can see, like, judging by the camera angles, you can see that just enough that there is something written on there. Yeah, there's, like, colored things coded blocks colored, with different things written. And they're in squares. Yeah. It's like they're... Is it like football? It's like, Cody, blue five! I'm picturing that because sometimes he will look <laughs> he at his... As if he's trying to call a play on his thing. Yeah, his he's clipboard. trying to read the, He looks over he at Cody. The, he's like, give him the... <laughs> like, I want to see him 
him doing the signals like the baseball coach <laughs> yeah. to the yeah, like he's a manager up down pat pat up he's down. He's a manager nice, trying to try to call scratch your lip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, good little match here. Cody eventually gets the win with the crossroads, retains his title. Uh, apparently, this Ricky Starks guy is signed with AEW now, so we'll see more of him. He signed with AEW. What a great way to bring him in front of the audience. I mean, for people like us, wrestling fans who didn't even didn't even know who he was, you put him in that title match. You don't lose by losing. Uh, yeah. Now people at least know who you are. Like, all right, let's. Of see course, we're going to see him next week and be like, oh yeah, it's absolutely Ricky Starks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, then we get Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian, who are now known as the Super Bad Squad. Fantastic! Give him a name. I love it. Yeah, why not? Give him a name. Give him more members. More Let's people. More, more <laughs> Let's recruits. Recruit. More recruits. Penelope Ford doing it. But they're taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, and maybe there are recruits because the Butcher and the Blade come out during the match to distract the Bucks. So FTR come out to even the odds and everyone's fucking around. So uh, somehow Sabian gets cut open at some point. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know where that was on. either. Yeah. But there was a, know, there there was a fair blood, amount of blood. Whatever. Um... <laughs> uh, and the Bucks do this really cool spot where they pick Havoc up and then they place him in a tombstone position on Kip Sabian and then they super kick Kip's legs out of him so causing him to tombstone pile drive his own partner. That was, <laughs> that was a cool move. Stuff. That was a cool move. Yeah. Uh, and then they finish it off with the Kamagoye onto Kip Sabian and the Bucks get the three count. Uh, and then after the match, just Butcher and Blade, FTR get in the ring, everyone brawls. Everyone brawls. You know, everyone. maybe maybe we're going to have some kind of big four... Yeah, we haven't had a big uh, cluster tag match in of a while. Of course, and it would make sense that FTR's first... Uh, have they been in the ring yet? Yes. I think I they think fought last week. Last week, maybe. But, you know, but it, it would make yeah. sense for their first big thing to happen at Fighter Fest. Um, maybe the first first week, second week. Yeah, some, some kind of big multi-man tag that we know will be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're backstage, or I guess somewhere around there, uh, Reba, he, she finds Britt Baker. She's in a dumpster. She's just covered in trash. She's been there for five hours, she says, mm-hmm. even though the show's only an hour long. <laughs> She's been there for probably 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she gets pissed, and she fires Reba. And Reba's like, really? I'm free? She's like, no, no, you're rehired. So she's back. Poor Reba, but loving, loving the Baker. You know, oh, she's of course. Relevant. Yeah, in terms of staying relevant when you're injured, this is incredible. This, this is, yeah. is might even be more character development. Honestly, like she was already honest, on a roll. Yes, no pun intended. <laughs> but now, yeah, now she's even developing even more character with her little, her little side or not sidekick or uh, servant, servant person. friend, something. Yeah, and the conspiracy. Everyone's a conspirator. Mm-hmm. She's like going after Aubrey Edwards. Uh, but anyways, let's go to the main event here. Because uh, the best friends, they're the number one contenders for the tag titles, but they're putting their opportunity on the line against the less sex gods, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, and Chris no, it, it, This entire time, anytime Chris Jericho mentions something French or something French-Canadian, none of these announcers can say it. Like, Shivoni, JR, uh, Excalibur, everyone has a problem saying yeah. Lay. Or like <laughs> Le Champion. Everyone yeah. has a problem. He's like Le Champion <laughs> instead of Champion. And there's someone that, like, Le and this one, like Excalibur said, like Le Sex Gods. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's, it's like it gets me every time, too. Anytime there's something French, <laughs> no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But 
this was a good match. Good fun main event. Uh, Orange Cassidy is absent at ringside as he's still selling that beating from last week. He got beat. He got a big cut. He got beat up bad a with a to a pulp. <laughs> uh, and then Chucky, he's pissed late in the match. He grabs a chair, but Jericho just tosses him over the barricade, which distracts the ref and allows Sammy to nail Trent with Floyd the Bat. And Sammy falls up with a shooting star press, but he only gets a two. Could have been it. Uh, so then Sammy starts running the ropes, but then the cameraman trips him up, which allows Trent to hit the awful waffle and get the win. So they're still number one contenders, but something's going on here. So uh, afterwards, the cameraman gets up on the apron and removes his disguise. It's Orange Cassidy, and he's fired up. He takes Jericho down. He's pounding the shit out of him, followed up by a huge Superman forearm. And he just stands tall to close the show. His Superman punch looks It's amazing. Great. Yeah. Like, like and the way he's, I don't know where he slaps, but you just hear every time he does it. And, and you know, so many moves uh, the, that we see, we'll see other people do. We see a lot of destroyers. You see a lot of super kicks. And especially in WWE, the Superman punch is fairly protected to yeah, only Roman, right? Rolling. Like you can give a yeah. woman's right, but that isn't the same kind of setup as um, the Superman punch. And it's great to see just somebody else do a, a fairly simple maneuver. Yeah, Roman didn't invent. Of course, it, right? no. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Roman. I'm not <laughs> no, saying no, no, Roman I'm invented. It's, saying. Just like, it's fun to see. And I'm not saying you're and saying. I'm not saying you're <laughs> saying. I'm not saying. It's <laughs> great I'm... to see other interpretations of it. Yeah, uh, I even call it. I call it the Superman forearm because I feel like he hits him slightly. With yeah, you think? I wonder if it's a yeah. Where the and either way, uh, um, I mean, Cassidy Jericho is something. Uh, Fighter Fest, like we said. That's pretty break. Yeah, Tony breaks the news. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy at Firefest. That's huge. It's huge, huge match for both of <laughs> both of these guys. Quite frankly, yeah. You know, um, that's going to be a lot of Fighter Fest cooking up. It's looking good. Yeah, Fighter Fest is looking like a lot of fun. Of course, we'll have a preview for that show in a couple weeks. But that was this week's edition of Dynamite and the Wednesday Night War. Yes, everything. Everything, Mike. We covered the entire week. We covered Backlash, SmackDown Raw. We had some trivia. There's only time for one more thing on this program, and that is the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. The Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler A lot of good action across all the shows. I had a lot of fun watching a lot of the matches on on this show. Of course, um, my, my my girl Anna J. That might not be Anna J. for much longer. <laughs> I just fell in love with her, and now 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 she's being taken away. But that's okay, Mike. I'm actually gonna have to give my wrestler of the week to someone who um, had a tough a tough mountain to climb. I think, and as, as soon as if 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 if, if a rock, if a rock band called themselves the best rock band. And ever of course that next cd they put out would be under a lot of scrutiny of course you know if you call <laughs> if you call yourself the best hockey player ever of course the rest of your career is going to be uh going to be always wonder are they actually the best and um this week's my rest of the week i'm giving to edge because i that was a damn damn fine match and uh they won they did that for like 45 minutes Yes, it was. It was everything that wrestling should be. You know, it didn't need the tagline, but at the end of the day, the tagline did not affect what happened in the ring, which was a damn good match. And also, it was a. It, there'd be a better tagline than like uh, like Randy Orton versus Edge. 
in a damn good wrestling match. Like it's like it's a little wordier <laughs> of a marquee, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it is what it is. But for all those exact same reasons, I'll give it to Edge as well, the rated R superstar. Well fought. No well, way. Unanimous wrestler of the week. Uh Mike, we <laughs> you and I are really on a uh you and I are really on a streak because this is actually our third week in a row of unanimous of champ champ of unanimous wrestler of the weeks. So yeah, Drake Maverick, uh Io Shirai, and now of course Edge. There you go. Yeah, well, well deserved. Well deserved. And just you know, Randy Orton, a very fair runner up. You were in the race as well. But uh you've had a lot of titles recently. Yeah, no, Randy Orton, you're you're, you're <laughs> just keep tweeting. You're gonna keep getting titles. Yeah, keep baby. tweeting. You got that thing on lockdown. I don't think Edge tweets much, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. I think you'll be fine. Unless Beth Phoenix is doing all that tweeting, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll be good. <laughs> Uh, and there you have it. That uh, that was this week's episode of the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe to the show everywhere. Mike, we still have a couple weeks before um, before Fighter and Fest, and of course before Extreme Rules. So we actually have some time to just chill out. Haven't yeah? They'll be like our first in between show in a while. Yeah, it'd just be <laughs> some time to just chill out and really enjoy uh, this week's programming. Mike, anything else you want to say to the kids at home before we sign off? No, that's everything, I guess. That was it. That was everything. Thanks for listening, folks. Mike, you take care of yourself. We'll talk to you later. Bye.